We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Mics are set. Everybody's everybody's here. Can you hear me over there? Hey, he's so good. Ow. There it is. How about you? Can you hear me? Oh, here, so fine. Oh my goodness, that sounds like Joe and Reed. She already knows it's gonna be a good times tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Porchfieldpod.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find us all over those spots. Make sure you uh, hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Tell your friends about us. Send us an email. Let us know how we're doing. Porchmail at porchfieldpod.com. Um, a lot of you know that Porchville is is right here in the in the heart of Gainesville, Florida, and uh, so we wanted we got a lot of things, a lot of things going on in in Gainesville and Alachua and the surrounding areas, and uh, we've been making some national news lately. Mm-hmm. And I thought, who better to come on and talk about all the wild shit that's going on? The Mr. Nathan Scott himself. Nathan, how are you doing, brother? Great, brother. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to Portugal. Happy, Turn, happy to be here. If you can talk right into the top of that, it right. might be a little bit better. All right. There we go. How you doing, man? Great. So, uh, where you, what, what's, what's your story, man? Where are you from? I see you a lot fighting the good fight <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the trenches of social media. Yeah. Just taking care of business, trying to... Trying to lay waste to some some crazy stuff out there. <laughs> you, you're constantly in it though. Like, what's why? No. Why get in there? Why wade into the bullshit, man? Just trying to keep our elected officials accountable. I mean, there's uh, need to be fiscally responsible and be good stewards of taxpayer money. And they're just doing a bunch of crazy stuff here in Gainesville now. It's gone crazy. Yeah. it's like berserk. Yeah, that's, it really uh, is. That's just you know somebody needs. Otherwise, they can just do what they want to do. How do you how do you rein them in though? Uh, facts, at, at this superior point. knowledge of the facts. Yeah. go down there and and confront their hypocrisy. Right now, the big thing is uh, we're talking about these these face masks and and now Joe and I we both got kids in the system here in in Alachua. Uh, Reed does not. You're you're up north there, man. Yep, up north, kids are in a charter school, no masks at all. What's happening up there? Like Lake City, how is what's I, I what's, don't have a clue. What's is it normal? Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> now, honestly, That's the wife's job. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Like the kids, I'm in the shit. The kids go to a, a charter school that are you know there's 600 kids at that school. Right. Uh, they're very you know no mask. You know, yeah. send your kids to school and and let them you know do their thing. Type 3D of print. I think that's all that anybody's asking for. You know, it's, it's not like anybody's saying you know. Nobody should be allowed to wear masks. We're just saying that, you know, parents should have the right to dictate what their kids are doing. That seems to be the thing. Well, a lot of these rules you would think would come from the school board. Mm-hmm. But there's been, uh, for those of you who don't know, some real, as you said, Nick, earlier, wild shit going on with our school board here. We had a lady run and get elected who was not in her district and get this i'm not making this up so she got caught and the, and, and what did they try to do did they did they remove her and, and redo the no they tried to just redraw the district lines just draw the just that's draw the lines it. just You're draw the lines that's what we're dealing with do you here remember? in gainesville florida and that's a true story do you friends. remember when trump did that alabama line and they and everybody lost their fucking minds well, <laughs> redrawing that's, lines that's like we're kind of in the same man. thing isn't it like it's the bad orange man yeah. so you know can't can't have of course that. of course um i would like to jump right into the, the thing that i feel uh 
and I think it has been on people's minds in Gainesville. Gainesville is a beautiful town. For you guys listening Wonderful. that have never been here, nice weather. It gets hot. They call it the swamp. I'm for a sweating reason. my balls off. But right it's, it's generally good people, right? Mm-hmm. But, oh boy, our city commission has a utility company that they keep kind of in their back pocket. Some would call it a slush fund. Nathan, I know you were on the. Uh, the public service committee for a while with uh, someone like Duke Energy overseeing all that, but you didn't get GRU because it's owned by the city. Can you talk about what you saw other utilities doing, what you saw GRU turn into? I remember the whole Pegeen biomass, and uh, you know we're still paying the price for that. I know I, I set you <laughs> I up to that. knock down a lot, but can you just give us uh, your... A, a good overview as to all that bullshit. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so I was uh, fortunate enough to be appointed uh, to the Florida Public Service Commission, which regulates all the uh, investor-owned utilities in the state of Florida, electric, gas, uh, wastewater, and water, and telecom at one point. Um, all of those utilities, for the most part, are very well managed. Um, you know, they are able to be granted a monopoly in exchange for regulatory oversight. Um, the Public Service Commission has limited oversight, however, for municipal utilities, only safety and rate structure, not rate specific. But GRU used to be Florida's flagship municipal utility until Pegeen got a hold of it. And the City Commission decided to substitute their judgment and energy policy choices for GRU's proven business model and integrated resource planning process, which I only get too technical, but that's when the utility decides what they're going to build to meet future growth and, sure. and energy needs and city commission at that time just substituted their energy policy choices for that proven business model and that's how you ended up with 1.7 billion dollars in debt including having to buy our way out of a terrible contract uh, that she obligated us to that was heavily redacted and cost us 1.25 billion dollars to buy Ooh. our way out of that contract now heavily Man. redacted is uh, an understatement because i have seen those documents and like there's more black than white on a lot of those pages but you're in the know what 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 secrets can you share with us on the Portugal podcast? What, what somebody got paid, man? Right? Come on, come on. <laughs> somebody, what somebody's living large, but yeah. unfortunately, oh, it's not us. Um, yeah. Anyway, the uh, there, there are no secrets because it was um, litigation ensued uh, by a group of citizens in Gainesville, Gainesville Citizen Care. Mm. Uh, ultimately, that redacted contract was fully unredacted, and the public discovered for the first time that uh, GRU was paying uh, about four times the price retail price of electricity for biomass. Uh, it was an underwater contract from the beginning, but to add uh, insult to injury, GRU, unbeknownst to the public, agreed to what they claimed to be a change in law provision, which significantly increased the rates on top of the giveaway that had already happened. Um, and basically, it was costing GRU customers a true rate impact, even though the city said it was going to be $10 per customer per month. The true rate impact based on the contract was about $56 per customer per month. And I mean, GRU was saying this and the city commission was saying this. And so I put up this big slide one time at the city commission meeting before you could when you could bring signs <laughs> and it was a big poster board it says gru math doesn't add up and it was simple math it was ninety three thousand gru customers times ten dollars a month is nine hundred and thirty thousand dollars a month yet you had a six million dollar a month contractual obligation wow so do the math so six million minus nine hundred and thirty thousand rounded up to a million you're still five million, five million in the million. hole yeah, yeah. Well, it's simple it's simple math simple math <clears throat> 
I find that the simplest of things these days are just not simple at all for for <laughs> that's Double that's think. the world we're living in. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, it's it's, it's crazy. about feeling good and and being I I'm just going to come out with it being woke, being progressive and it's it's uh that just putting on the airs because yeah. You know who's who really got hurt with all that? It's it's regular people yep. trying to m- make their life, provide a better life for their children. Uh, that's who who really is impacted. Now, do you have any idea? Uh, have you heard why they? what birthed that idea well how did that even come about i know austin had one austin got out of there as far as the biomass plant yeah see i don't even know i mean i was around when i think that this thing was being constructed and i don't what for for people that have zero idea what a biomass plant even functions as like what was the intention of it like yeah so let me, where did this all come from let me hit hit on that excellent excellent points from both sides let me go back to your, your point about biomass and i'll hit your point and give some of the history mm-hmm. so biomass basically is burning chipped up trees and you have it in a fluidized bed boiler which is i don't know if anyone's seen star wars when they have um Adrian's, once or twice yeah the, but the who's the kid um Anakin, Anakin Skywalker, when he's on fighting Obi Wan Kenobi or mm-hmm. something, and the and all that lava field. So imagine you have a boiler and it's called a fluidized bed, and and so it burns. Work you blow in wood chips and oxygen, and it bubbles up, heats a boiler, spins a turbine, and you make electricity. But it costs four times more than burning natural gas. So it wasn't okay. a good idea. But allegedly, it's carbon neutral, which is complete nonsense because that biomass plant emits more tons of co2 per megawatt hour generated yeah. than the coal plant does of course it does and that's what gru says but the the liberals in gainesville the progressives don't want to admit that that's like a state secret because they say total cycle carbon neutral which is complete nonsense it billows mm. more tons of co2 per megawatt hour than burning coal does that's amazing but to your point what happened so when i was in law school in 2004 there was discussion about what the next power plant was going to be for Gainesville. And so Mike Kurtz, who was the general manager of GRU at the time, well, well-seasoned general manager, wanted to build another big coal plant in conjunction with a couple other municipal utilities. And this thing was going to be huge. But they were worried about the capital cost. And so I came down there and I said, well, look, you know, because I've got energy in, in, in uh energy industry experience i used to work in the industry before i was on the psc i said look if you're worried about capital costs then why are you building a coal plant which has four times capital cost is a natural gas fired modern combined cycle plant that's scalable you can start small and add you know you can go from two on one to three on one to four on one and scale it over time um but they're like well the fuel cost of natural gas is too volatile i said you can hedge that um they were undeterred. So then when they fired him because they didn't like his coal plant, then Pegging came up with this bright idea because you mentioned Austin yeah. and then Gainesville. Well, what happened is Austin is you had the same slick salesman from Boston that was convinced riding the, the carbon uh, renewable wave of finding municipalities that have sucker written on their forehead. Mm. And so he, he, he bamboozled Austin. And, <laughs> and, like and, and, and Austin actually got a better deal than, than GRU did, but they managed uh. to shut their plant down because it wasn't efficient. Meanwhile, Gainesville paid like twice as much as Austin. We took it under a 30-year firm contract, um, and it was just a disaster. And we told them on the PSC exactly what was going to happen. We did not approve the contract. And we did not give final approval to build a contract, although when it blew up in her face, exactly as we predicted it would, they tried to blame Tallahassee, they tried to blame the PSE, they tried to blame me. And the bottom line is they wanted home rule because they bitched about home rule. So they got home rule with a stern warning, and when it blew up in their face, 
exactly as articulated in the PSC order that this is what's going to happen if you don't mitigate the substantial risk. Rates are going to go sky high. Then they have the audacity to blame Tallahassee, blame the PSC, and and of just, you know they don't want to take any accept any responsibility. It, and am I correct? Austin saw what was going on and pulled the plug on the whole deal a lot quicker, and that's why they end up saving a little bit of money. Is, yeah. is that correct? yeah? They, they they sold it and then they shut it down. I think what initially I think Southern Company had it or something like that, or someone bought it or not really familiar because it's been a number of years but um yeah that plant was idled because uh, it was just not efficient but you know Gainesville was convinced that they're going to sell their power at 130 dollars a megawatt hour and that other people are going to rush to buy it because they were so green renewable but they got into this big contract and originally see this is what was never told the psc originally the initial proposal was for the developer to come in and build a 100 megawatt plant and sell 50 megawatts to Gainesville and keep the other 50 megawatts themselves and be a merchant provider of power, which in that case, they would have gone bankrupt. <laughs> but then Pegine and, and the city commission, who knows better, because they they certainly have more energy experience than anyone in the world, they decided to go all in, you know, like a poker game. We're going to buy 100, all of it, 100, 100 megawatts, and we're going to sell the excess power at the same place we're obligated to pay. And that never happened. And, and speaking of all in, Lauren Poe was on that city. Oh, commission. absolutely! Lauren Poe's got his hands all over this, including the most recent solar contract. It's also heavily redacted. Hey, how do you feel about Lauren Poe? Because, because <laughs> Just, going all in, the, 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 our voters, our, our eleven, twelve, we'll get there later. Who, who show up said, "Yeah, that guy. That's the guy we want to be the mayor." Yeah, that, that was, guy's a snowflake. That's and, surprising. And that's being nice. Me. Yeah, I recall uh, him getting in a little bit of uh, not trouble, but it was actually reported on. He went and he pulled out a Todd Chase sign and ripped it up. And it was on someone's security camera. What? Yeah. Are you and kidding? he had to come out and apologize. The wow. mayor of Gainesville, it was prior, Florida. Prior to him being a mayor. Do you recall that? I don't recall that. Oh, that would my be God. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I know he called me a gringo one night at city commission <laughs> and I took <laughs> his head off. That was recent. What? That was recent. Uh, about two, two or three years ago. I don't wow. Know time. Yeah. Well, now I do know recently there was right, a video. He said gringo, and I got I got upset about that because you know he tells us how woke we need to be, and you know that we can't use certain words, and he likes to censor free speech, and mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, it's like that's just misplaced. Yeah, just just a bit. No, when is he? When is he done? He's soon. Yeah, we think he's going to run for Congress though, because they've they've had somebody in the audience recently. Oh God, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, we call them. They're like younger younger people. One's taking photographs. Of the people sitting up there virtue signaling, and the other ones sitting there taking copious notes. So uh, something's up. These people have ambitions. That I wonder if he's listening. I don't know. I wonder if he's listening to this. Hey, snowflake. Hey, fuck, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> That's I don't know. Can I say that? It sounds. Yeah, you it sounds you, pretty bad. You can literally say just about anything you want here. Just, All right, we're not censoring. You know. Just about. <laughs> just about. <laughs> so, so he's going to run for Congress. You're talking for state. Um. No, we think I, I don't know. The rumor the rumor is he's got higher office in mind, so we think he's gonna with this redistricting, he's gonna decide, you know, Mayor Poe goes to Washington, which oh, will never happen. Man. And who's who, going who, against Cat when Cat I don't runs? I don't I don't think so. Who is the uh the, the congressperson here? Cat Cat. Yeah, but I think I think I, this, think I think this is gonna be more like the Jacksonville type area where they swoop uh, down and 
put liberal Gainesville in. That's the, where uh, that, that's where that's where Go Gata came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Go Gata. <laughs> Go Gata. Go Gata man. And the one that they named the bus station after. They won't change the name. And it still is. It what still the is fuck? Is what is the deal with that? Gets 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 her sentence. I mean, gets her uh gets uh, a, a new trial based upon uh, a juror that got excused by the judge, removed so she gets a new trial, and I don't know. It's just you know what I remember. I remember a lot, but I remember when she was finally sentenced. Her attorneys were like, "Well, she needs some time before she goes to jail to get her affairs in order." Do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah. Then, then they let her out for COVID. I mean, yeah. God, man, crime pays. Yeah, privilege. Yeah, it is. Privilege. Tell me about this privilege. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Is she still out? She, she's, she's out. Yeah. She's, she's, she's out. Pending, pending new trial. I mean, she was out for COVID, and then but she's out. She's like, out? why, why, why have a new trial? She's done. It's over. No, no, they're gonna retry, retry her on the charges. They got oh. a conviction. It's just the conviction got overturned on a technicality oh. because the juror. If I was her the, right the, now, I'd be like, "Shut yeah, the, 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 the juror, <laughs> y'all." Wasn't it her daughter that got her in trouble no, getting so, a car no, or something so, like so that? The, so the juror dude basically said the Holy Spirit told him that she was not guilty. Excellent. They convicted her Excellent. <laughs> on all charges. Excellent. And then. The judge, the judge removed him for saying that. So then the remaining jurors convicted her on all charges. What the Lord can't tell you if she's guilty or not? Is that a problem now, <laughs> judge? No. That's called a, a big, cult. Big issue at the Eleventh Circuit. I don't know, you know. But I don't know. Uh, so Gainesville is uh, very rotten uh, politically. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cesspool. For those of you listening, but we were so close a few short years ago. We had Ed Brady, we had Todd Chase, we had Greg Carter. Craig Carter and almost had Annie Orlando. That's so close. And we went from there to here. It's the worst I've ever seen it. I mean, right now they've got a super majority of progressive minded fools, some of which act like petulant children. I mean, one of them had mental breakdown last night and just went went on a rant like three different times. Now, who was this? I uh, didn't hear about this. Raina Sacco. She, oh, she acted man. like a tyrannical teenager last night. I mean, it was Why don't just, we get these people on the show? We, we should. We should, we should get have them drunk come and on. Then, you know, yes. I'm sure they will not do this show. I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive they would not do this show. They're listening to Reed talking about his 3D printing. <laughs> <laughs> and order a drone strike that, on your ass. <laughs> That, that would trigger him. Definitely. Oh yeah, oh, man. Uh, it, it would. It would uh, certainly trigger. Yeah, man. I walked in the men's room uh, last night at City Hall, and uh, they've got uh, menstruation products in the men's bathroom. Yeah, now. yeah. Well, you have to have all your. I just wonder whether I wonder whether we're supposed to urinate on them to help save water or something. I don't know. Well, you know what? You don't know until you try. <laughs> so. Next time, let it flow. <laughs> Just let it ride. Let it ride. Well, you know, they could have been nice floating out in the fountain or mm. something. You know, that could have been another use for them. But. So back to city commission and GRU. About two years ago, there was some sort of referendum where there was going to be an outside board who would be able to have influence with GRU. But I remember all of our friends that we've named coming out and you know, oh, this is Republican scare tactics from Tallahassee. This is this is Keith Perry, and the the measure was defeated. Gainesville voters were like, "Yes, we want more high rates." This is after the biomass and everything was already out. No, we we want no oversight. We not, we want no one looking into this. You recall that? Yeah, no, it's another great uh, great question. So the uh, city commission and their like minded sycophants uh, decided that they were against this this. Um, referendum that would have provided an independent governing board for GRU 
and the way they decided to defeat it, they said it was a vicious attack on home rule, and this independent board would substantially raise their rates. Well, what has the city commission just done? The largest unjustified multi-year GRU rate increases in GRU's history. Electric alone, 24% rate increase over FY22 through 27, including a a 7% increase this year coming in October, uh, 25% plus on wastewater. I mean, it's unaffordable now. How, how, look, look at Reed's face. Yeah. Y'all can't see Reed's yeah. face. He's like, I am never coming to Gainesville again yeah. in my life. Loving Lake City. I've yeah. never lived in Gainesville. I'm like an outsider looking in on this, and I'm just listening. Like, oh, you're, this is crazy. Uh, according, according to you, you're part of the problem because you come in and use the services and don't pay your fair share. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you better leave him a 3D printed model. <laughs> they might like that. Well, yeah, because Reed, you lived down in Dade City before moving up to Lake City. Yep, and so you, yeah, I mean, yeah. Pasco County. Can 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 you can you print the mayor's trophy a lower half? <laughs> I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> be a big dick on it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the inscription on the uh, on the side or side of receiver. That'd be pretty. We dope. can do that too. <laughs> I think you ought to do it. Can we three three D print a thirty round magazine? You can three D print. I've already anything. done it. <laughs> All right. Have you really? Yeah, That's, I've already done it. When are we gonna try this out? I just. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. The springs now. are sold out. You can't find <clears throat> springs. We'll, re- we'll repurpose. We were talking about this a little bit earlier before we started the show, that you are you're, you're doing some 3D printing, and that in, to test it, you're going to put it in a vice. Of course. You, so you're not, like, are you not confident in it? You're talking about It's not guns. about confidence. <laughs> it's about... It's about uh, safety, All like right, man, I said he, before. He, he needs yeah. to man up like Jimmy in Yellowstone. Y'all watch that show, Yellowstone? Hell yeah. I oh, love yeah, Yellowstone. Yeah. So he kind of looks, like, <laughs> looks like Jimmy, too. So what we need to do is tape his hand. Tape him to tape, the horse? Tape, tape his hand to, to the 22 and pull the trigger. We don't need no I mice. mean, <laughs> it's a 22. I mean, how much damage is it going to do? If it, I if mean, it, if it malfunctions. the fuck knows? If it malfunctions, what's well, put, the worst that's going to happen? Some, I don't know. Some, you're going to get some, some dust in your eye? Some flies into my eyeball. Well, that's what you wear. Put some duct tape around the breach. What about my jugular? (laughs) Right into the neck. Body armor. (laughs) Get a scarf. Your wife knows how to fucking knit. (laughs) Red Baron. She made me a hat at Christmas two years ago. It was amazing. She can knit you a a jugular protective (laughs) scarf. No, we'll put one of them uh, diving helmets on him from from the sponge divers. There you go. I'd rather just uh, stand back and pull a string. You don't want to be out in the field with a scarf in your goggles? I think we should should invite the mayor to come help you field test I think so. We'll let him him pull the trigger. So so who's in line? try it. Who's in line? Yeah, who's next? Who's going to be next? Who's circling the drain? Uh, Oh, to be the next mayor? Yes, sir. Oh, Jabba the Hutt. Who's job of the hut? Uh, Commissioner Harvey Ward that thinks he knows everything. The virtue signaler himself. That guy's been around forever. Yeah, that guy's like a thug. So, How do you get so, these virtue signalers out of there? Oh, gee, that's $24 million question. Well, so let's talk about it because I think a big, and, and you obviously are going to know more than I, but the, re, the fact that they're able to get students who come in and then leave and they vote, and they vote overwhelmingly for whoever the woke joke of the week is 
and and that's how a lot of them they get elected. That's my read on it. Is that your? Do you agree or no? Yeah, that's some of what happened. I mean, there's a rare oddity this time. I mean, typically uh, now they've moved elections to the fall, which gives them, uh, even though they're not partisan election, gives them an overwhelming advantage on top of the three to one advantage they already have by political affiliation. But typically, they get the students to to vote for their progressive ideas and progressive agenda and their progressive candidates. It's pretty funny because these people can't seem to vote um, without having a palm card being told who to vote for. I mean, the conservatives don't need that. We're well-informed voters, but these folks. But what happened last time, Rights Union, which is a student voting location, surprisingly didn't have the numbers that it traditionally did. And, and what's being alleged out there, and I mean, the the uh, supervisor of elections has caught some scrutiny now for registered convicting felons at the jail. Nice. Um, or attempting to, or whatever the narrative is, but um, apparently these little operatives are—they uh, sign up for vote by mail for absentee ballots, and that's good for two years. And apparently, it's being alleged that these people are going to collect these ballots, and there's no need to sign across the seal anymore. They just send their ballots in, so they go harvest ballots, and they're winning elections between you know their special interest groups that that vote their way, that want something from them, and all these other you know gerrymandering tactics. And I mean. Don't get me wrong. It's, um, you know, they, they play to win. I mean, yeah. they, they've got a machine here, and it, it works well for them. Hmm. But, Damn it. Yeah. But the the scary thing is the county is one like-minded progressive vote away from being a carbon copy of the oh, city yeah. commission. And, I mean, like I said, that, that should be a well, big like, concern. One of, the, one of the things that really just rubbed me the wrong way was when, 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 the, uh, when Gainesville – or was it Alachua County raised the mask mandate? And then Gainesville said, hey, guys. And then the same day they reversed it. Yeah. And it was like, wait a minute. If you reversed or if you if you lifted it based on evidence and science, which, I mean, I think is what we hoped was being done. Uh, and, and, and now you've got this city here that they don't they don't they're not OK with it. So. How is it that the science differs in in Gainesville as as opposed to Alachua County? Like it's supposed to be it's almost a, as though it doesn't make any it's sense. Almost at all. as though somebody's just lying about some stuff. I don't know. They're just making it up as they go. I, I mean, think so. The, the, I, I think mean, so. you know, they, the city was getting the county to do its bidding because the city, you know, wanted to direct the show, but it didn't have the uh, cojones to enact its own emergency orders and and mandates and so they had the county do their bidding and the point you uh, raised was a good one is that the county rescinded its mask ordinance at one point and the you know when the numbers were showing that hey we don't need this anymore and the city and all their supporters started uh browbeating the county and six hours later the county reversed course browbeating that's much better than Bitching and moaning like I was phrasing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Browbeating. I like that I'm better. To be nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I recall that uh, <clears throat> uh, I guess it was DeSantis or uh, said you are not able to uh, find someone for not wearing a mask. And then I think it was the city commission, Nathan, said we're going to keep these people on file and then find them after this executive order expires. Yeah, I, I don't know what was going on with that. I know my, my circumstance was that Feldman, uh, mulch man, we call him because he dumped mulch. That guy's a skate. dick. He is a dick. <laughs> He's evil. Such a dick. Porchville Pod, you heard it here, Feldman, you dick. dick. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> Douche. Call me up. Porchville Pod, 
uh, porchmail at porchvillepod.com. Send us an email. We'll happily have and you on the, the show. In the subject dick. line, say, I am a dick. <laughs> <laughs> dick. It's me, the dick. I think we should give out his email address on the podcast. Did Lee, is it Lee Feldman? Yeah, Lee Feldman. Lee Feldman. Lee Mulchman. Feldman. Mulchman. 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 Yeah, Mulchman. He, he mulched the skate park <laughs> to prevent COVID. That, that was, was that, that's like, sorry. I mean, of, of all the things out of COVID, oh, man. that was such a beautiful moment it was a moment it really was because it immediately everyone was there <laughs> was shovels. bagging up the mulch taking it to the house boom and it was universal it yeah. was young it was old it was everyone uh because that is just like uh i've i've told this story but it was a while ago the the i was sitting at Publix across the street and i saw something on facebook about the mulch being thrown up there um, I left Publix and went across the street to the skate park just to see it for myself. There was a couple kids that came across the field and saw the skate park, and they looked around. And they're like, "What the hell?" And then they just started digging. Yeah. And the next thing you know, other kids start showing up and digging. Parents are. I left. I went home. I got my wife. I was like, "You got to see this. It's amazing. <laughs> People are just showing up with Freedom. shovels yeah. and yeah. wheelbarrows." Trash bags loading the mulch in their Free trash mulch. bags so they can take it to their house. Oh, that's that's exactly what they did. But for those of you who are not from Fantastic. our area, there's a very nice skate park uh, for people to get outside, exercise, have fun. It's part of this big Possum Creek Park. And, you know, uh, in the sun. In, you know, in the that sun, big outside. ass thing that kills COVID <laughs> really quickly Fresh and efficiently. Air. Fresh air, right? And, uh, they they just poured mulch all over it to prevent people from skating. I mean, it was a swimming pool full of mulch. Yeah, they filled the pool in. Yeah, it was insane. That didn't go over too well. And I mean, that's the thing is, I wish those same parents had come down to City Hall and oust the City Commission because that was the yeah. biggest revolt since the Tea Party. <laughs> Indeed, it, yeah, it was. It was beautiful. It was the Gainesville Tea Party. Man. You got a like, bunch of people who were like, they are not keeping my damn kids inside. <laughs> Sending them home to with hell me. Hell with that. <laughs> Get a shovel. Like, <laughs> Junior No we're going yeah. Absolutely so Then they got the police out there And the police were just laughing they're Oh like, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah they're like We're not getting involved I mean I'm this. sorry What are you What are you really gonna do You're gonna send a couple cops out there You got 50 parents out there Clearing mulch for the You think Arrest them all them? damn it <laughs> Not a chance <laughs> and, Not a chance And of course uh, Just as they like to pile taxes on The people in Gainesville we didn't talk about the fact that they've raised property taxes here just recently. But, but we're kind of a uh, defund the police kind of city here because <laughs> there was... Uh, <laughs> was like so we're up north. Is this Seattle? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I used to live in Seattle, man. It's got bad. Oh, yeah. I'm about to set up a chop zone over here. Yeah. yeah. What, what do they call that thing? Autonomous zone. Chaz. 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 My, my friend went down there. And he Did got, he? Yeah. He, he, we, we used to live down in Issaquah, but we used to go downtown Seattle all the time for the football games and baseball games and walk around the area. It's all now taken over by homeless. Yeah. Like the, Don't like go LA. there now. No, but he, wa he, wa he walked into the autonomous zone. He had his uh, uh, Smith & Wesson 40 concealed. <laughs> They let him in. That's some brave shit right yeah. there. I wouldn't. I like how the first thing they do is a set up a border. Set up a border. And then second thing, 
And the second thing is <laughs> check IDs. Yeah. Check IDs Damn. at the border. That sounds like government overreach. For fuck's sake. The border. They have a border. The, and it's and it's protected. We need a wall. They made a wall. Arms. They made a wall. Yes, yes, See, that's right. They, it's protected with arms. Here's my thing. Three things they bitch about. <laughs> that's the first chance they get that's, uh, to, to do it. That's that's what exactly. They do. Because that, let's be honest, that makes sense. That's what you do. But that's when you been have my your that's been space. my thing about this right. whole like you know this this social justice fucking movement that's happening around the country right now and around the world in a lot of ways is is. The just the absolute lack of common sense. I I just can't deal with that. I can't fucking, fucking get on show, board with it's that. It's real, you know. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, and it's stuff like that. It's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna protest against borders and guns and Voter IDs ID and, by cordoning off a fucking area, setting up a border with guns and checking right, yeah, IDs with, with all their little Antifa the, looking that's, like people. That's the reality we live in now. So I was living that C- makes sense. I was living in Seattle, and it was probably, uh, I don't know, maybe like 1999, and they had the WTO riots uh, down oh, there. Oh, the World and Trade Organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so, so we decide we're going to go downtown, right? So, so how much went, of the 90s were you in Seattle for? Because we may have to have a yeah, whole different yeah. conversation. Uh, I was there from 97 to 2002. Okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, all I'm right, sure. All right, so... <laughs> so um, so we go downtown, and then unbeknownst to us, you know, the the turtles and the anarchists from Portland had come up, and this was the same people they call Antifa today. They're still yeah. dressed in black. Rose City know. Antifa. Yeah. Did you yeah, exactly. see the guy who fucking hit those guys with a frying pan? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> in an iron skillet? I'm sorry. Wait, what? There was, a, there was a guy who showed up to an Antifa thing and just started bashing these guys in the face with an iron <laughs> skillet. skillet. I will show it to you later. That You'll probably make it your fucking ringtone because yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's badass. badass. And what do they do? Call so, the cops. So, so anyway, what a fucking idiot. So we're walking, we're walking through the city, and you know, it's like all of a sudden they start gassing the people. So they made them run across Seattle proper over to Queen Anne. I mean, not Queen Anne, over to Capitol Hill, which is across I-5. But that gas, because it's windy, dispersed everywhere. So we're walking. I got snot coming down to my damn knees. The turtles, these people, we call them the turtles because they weren't Antifa, but they had like, they're protesting, I don't know, turtles being killed. So they had like, they're dressed like turtles. I like turtles. Running through the street. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at that point, I just got pissed. We decided we're going to go watch the... Uh, Supersonics play, but man, I don't like getting indiscriminately gassed in my own city for right? doing nothing. Yeah, who right? does? Not cool. Nah, that sucked, but uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, but then they showed up the about a year later. You know, I created the whole uh, Mardi Gras culture out there. So we're down in Pioneer Square, which you can't go today because you'll be shot. Oh, but it sure. used to be a real cool, hip you know place downtown. It's become like gang, downtown Gainesville, where you get shot at if you go downtown. But but anyway, so we had Mardi Gras. And I was up in the balcony throwing bees. They had this this rock group called the Retros out there. I played great '80s music. People were you know lifting their shirts. It was all good. And then the cops showed up at midnight in riot gear, trying to clear the square. Like what? It was, yeah, and that didn't go well. Bottles started flying. It was. It got pretty pretty nasty there, man. You know, I'm all about law enforcement, but they brought that on themselves. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't come up with that idea on their own. No, that, that, was, that was a whole, like, <laughs> riot response part, too, well, except if, these weren't the rioters. What about stuff like this lady Damn. up in Portland talking about a summer of love and yeah, shit like happened? that? I mean, summer <laughs> of love. Like, 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 come on. Like, listen, if there's anybody out there right now that's listening to me going, this guy's an asshole. He's a, he's just a jerk. I'm going to cancel him. He's, oh, God, we're going to cancel him. Yes, 
Go po, ahead. Poe likes Antifa. Go man. ahead. Poe likes Antifa. Oh, and he tweeted he about it. He tweeted yeah. these. He does like them. And that's the thing is they don't view them as they view them as a nonviolent group. Well, it's bullshit. I mean, they ran ha- they ransacked Democratic headquarters. They destroy buildings. They destroy anyone who gets in their way, yeah. and they treat them like angels. You know, right. like you know. I noticed the uh, Nick. I'm gonna. I want to get back to board, but just to piggyback it's on all that, right. the, the mayor it. of of Chicago was all about these protests. And then Antifa showed up on her front yard. Yeah. And what does she do? Had like 124 cops out at her place to protect her. But if they're so peaceful, Mayor Lightfoot, what are you so worried about? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm surprised that Antifa hasn't come to Gainesville. You know, you figure the mayor would embrace them and invite them. I think we're too far south. Probably. Yeah, they can't stand the heat. I don't <laughs> think I don't think it's that. I don't think anything to do with the heat necessarily. Per, well, L- per se. I think, you know, if you look at a lot of these these Antifa riots and shit, it doesn't it doesn't happen by and large much in the South. Like, no, no, they stay they stay in their liberal. I think there's a reason liberal. for that. I think a lot of those people go out in there and they're like, we're not going to fucking deal with you burning down our goddamn city. <laughs> I'll tell you what, because I know me. If I've got some shit and it's mine and you try to burn it down, I'm going to shoot you. You sound like Negan. Like, that's it. (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) No hard feelings. But but that's the way it's going to go down. And and I think that that tends to be more of the vibe. Well, and of course, DeSantis has the law out where you can, if you feel that you're in danger from... You think that comes from from riots? From from, from riots in the street. And you need to protect yourself. You can't just go plow into some place. As we found out here in Gainesville a year ago, you think he's yeah. going to run for uh, president? I, 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 I'm very greedy. I hope he stays here and, and just fights the good fight. Yeah, and, but, me too. But at the same time, we need somebody who, who's who's going to win. Well, do you yeah. think Trump's going to run next time? I, uh, I hope not. I hope not. And <laughs> me I, too. I, I hope not. I think he his brand is damaged. I appreciate a lot that he did, but I think he could have. Uh, it, this the small stuff, the soft touches. The, True. The, the way he conducted 100%. himself, I feel that cost him a lot of support mm-hmm. among the uh, kind the of the, the wishy washy yeah. people yeah. in the middle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he could have handled so yep. much yeah. stuff better. Uh, but his true policies, I mean. <clears throat> How many wars did that guy get us into? Zero. What's the first thing Biden did when he showed up? Well, bombed a busload of kids. The first thing he did was remove the uh, the uh, uh, barricade. I'm talking about the insulin. He raised the price on people getting insulin. That's the first. He's like, you got y'all got to pay more. Y'all got to pay more for your insulin. And then yeah, time to send some bombs to the Middle East. Meanwhile, we'll give you a million dollars if you get a COVID shot. Golly. <laughs> and then he shows up at these forums with the, the people from Pfizer right there with him. What's going on here? I don't know if I can connect the dots. Are yeah. you, uh, is there any corruption going on here? Uh, Could no, be. no. Hunter, Couldn't be. Hunter's, Couldn't Hunter, be. Hunter's mm. getting the Hun- money. Hunter's just selling his artwork yeah. for 600 grand. <laughs> I saw, That's totally legit. I saw the most amazing thing on TikTok the other day. I saw a split screen on one side. <laughs> it was close. It was Joe Biden talking about the punishment that you will receive for smoking crack and they paired it with a side-by-side of video of his son smoking crack the pipe huh it's fucking hilarious wow rules for thee rules for me huh well maybe maybe biden will try and kiss pelosi i don't know you know I think Smeller. I've been watching. I've been watching some sickening shit about that, dude. The, the whole Biden 
uh, smelling people and like, hovering over people. It is Why gross. Why are you watching it, bro? It just shows up on my feed. Why like, is I gotta it shows up on your feed? Look at an algorithm. Uh, what are you Googling? Right? Yeah, yeah, right? What are you watching? You man? build your own shit, bro. Yeah. It's, it's the cesspool of children. Twitter. The cesspool wow. of Twitter. Like, go, 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 go. Uh, it's there again. Go, go, go. Oh. Zuckerberg's got you dialed in, dude. Oh, man. Shit. Speaking of Zuckerberg. I read a story today about billionaires buying islands. I don't know if you all saw uh, this. Larry if you're a billionaire, Page. you just shouldn't buy an island. At this point, yeah, Larry, just don't buy an island. Like, uh, what do you call it? Larry Dave? Page from Google. So, yeah. all right, they were talking about this lockdown. Like, the four of us sitting around this table? Yeah. We can't go to the Fiji Islands. Now, we probably weren't planning on that, no. but we're not permitted to do so. What is Larry Page, the sixth richest man on the planet, What's he do about this? Buys a damn island. Well, he bought several. So you're close. He bought he bought several nice. Fiji islands, and of course, rules just don't apply. They just don't apply when you are that rich. And the theory behind this piece that I read was that the ultra elites obviously enjoy that kind of true freedom, but they want to put us, that's us in the quote unquote middle class, they want to push us down and limit what we are doing for this, so that they do not really have to deal with us at all. There were some tweets that uh, I think it was the World Environmental Agency, some agency w- concerned with the environment had to retract because they were putting out how great the planet is now that everybody is locked up inside. Look, <laughs> look at all this nature. And it's uh, I, I, now listen, I'm going to be real honest. If I had as much money as Larry Page, fuck yes, I would go buy some Fiji Islands and I'll see you all later. Fuck <laughs> yeah. it. Fuck it. But uh, actually, you know what? We'll do the podcast. We'll, we'll call it. We'll call it Island Cast. There we go. So uh, now we'll, we'll just call it Porchville Island. Okay, That's we'll deal, deal with that after we buy some Fiji Islands. <laughs> I think we need to start a GoFundMe. Yes. So we can buy some damn islands. We need a Patreon. They will shut you down. Yeah. People oh, in oh, yeah. Porchville. GoFundMe, man. And unless you're yeah. GoFundMe. We need a fucking island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you saw me on uh, Facebook. Uh, I think I posted it like a week or so ago. Phoenix Midnight, man. She was on episode 35, 36, Meet the Biddles, her and Daniel Biddle. Um, she posted a GoFundMe because she's having a whole lot of trouble with uh, car issues and all that stuff. Posted a link to it on the Facebook site. So go over there, check it out if you want to help her out. Anyway, good to just, help you. just made me think about that because she was an awesome guest. So. Good, good, good. Um, Got got to lift people like that up because Lord knows nobody else will. That's right, man. Push them right down. So, is right. city commission intent on shutting down Gator football season this year? I you know what oh. I think that, I think if there's one thing that can truly <sighs> defeat the city commission, it's real money, and there ain't no money in this town like Gator football. Don't tell money. me. Are they trying to? Yeah, Ariel is, Ariel in the paper today is saying he's surprised they haven't had a discussion because again the masking. Right. We have a guy. All this other uh, stays Ariola. Mary, yeah, we call him the poodle. <laughs> he looks Ariola. like a poodle. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> big old nipple, nipple. Pool. Yeah, I'm making fun, motherfucker. <laughs> Why don't Sorry. you email us like the dick guy's gonna? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you come on over, Mulchman? We'll, have, a, we'll yeah. have the we'll have the dick in the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make him do shots. Nathan's gonna be like, I don't think I should share this. I don't, I don't know. I don't think no, I should. He's, do- he, he's, he's only got a, he's only got a DUI or two, and then he's got a car that's a public road hazard. Who was the mayor who got into a, a drunk accident uh, in his own low. neighborhood? That was low. I got the low. I, I, got, the, I got the um, low. So so this guy. Wait. He was he was running against Braddy at the time. 
Right. And this is what got Braddy elected. Because it was like okay, the so, night before, yeah, wasn't it? So, 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 so this guy's out there in Manioka, runs his car off in a dish. I don't know how he didn't kill himself, all right? But then claims he wasn't drinking. The sheriff's department apparently held him for four hours before they um, breath tested him, right? Yeah. And then he blew like 08 or whatever. Just, I mean, clearly the guys. So he said, oh, yeah, I had one drink, two drinks. So what did we do? We had a couple enterprising people that made great use of Florida's public records law. So not only did we go to FHP and get the dash cam, mm-hmm. which, which showed he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't stand up, basically. Nice. Uh, but then we got the bar receipt <laughs> from, ah, from the damn. bar. <laughs> got the, bar. the goddamn bar yeah, receipt. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I don't know how we got the bar receipt, but we got the bar receipt. It showed he had a... I don't know, $35, $40 bill, which is clearly not one beer. At yeah. the, at the, at now, the, but where was he at? Where was he drinking? It was at that, um, it's not the world of beer, but it's like kind of like a world of beer that was down there off of university, down there. I think it shut Stub, down. Stubbies? No, it wasn't Stubby Stubbies. It was the one on the end, coming coming west on university. Uh, but um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like a world of beer, but not the world of beer. I think it's shut down now, but... They come and go. They come yeah, and go. But anyway, yeah. but yeah, so that was that cooked his goose because had the guy just not been arrogant and apologized, I think people would understand it. But when he sits there and lies and says, I'm not guilty, I didn't do any of this, and then you've got dashboard, <laughs> dash camera, and, and you know body cam video, the guy can't even stand up. He's drunker than a skunk. And, I mean, that's what politicians do, though. Yeah, that's all right. I had, did he, not have sexual relations, relations with, with that, that lady. Woman. It depends Ms. upon Ms. what Ms. the Willinsky. definition of is is. Hey, I like the Clinton definition of sex because, you know what? Anything other than intercourse is not sex. That's right. Is it? Is I it? Is. Depends upon what the definition of is is. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. A year later, and the only one in, in, in the world that can command public media, all network TV in the U.S., to focus on him at any given moment is the president. So about a year to the date later, he got up there. You know, after your, I did not repeat not yeah. have and sexual then he admits relations. It. A year later, it's like I did indeed have inappropriate relations. He can't, he can't right. admit that. You know, he did what he did. He's got to, you know, spin it. So, what a what a predator! And you know, people revere him and look up to him. But what about me too? What what about that? What about? Oh uh, my god! He survived that. He 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 came through that unscathed. Oh basically. yeah, slick Willie man. Yeah. yeah, he just he just skated all out. I and mean, there was you know going back to Arkansas, like several very serious allegations against him. And everybody just kind of was like, yeah, but he's got the cute little accent. But, so, but dude, like if you if you could be like in that position, have any woman that you want, and you know, why would you go after like Dogface in the Oval Office instead of like doing it in like some, I don't know, Japan somewhere where you you know, they come to you and you don't get caught. Well, I mean, he, was, of the he moment. was going to the Epstein Island, so you know who who knows. Oh, no. yeah. oh shit, we got Mon- an Monica, Epstein while I was Mon- gone. Monica had some jowls like Hillary does. Big old ones. <laughs> I, I honestly, I feel for Monica on a, a human level because. You know, she was a, a young woman who no doubt was in all. I mean, this is the most powerful yeah. man on the planet, and he's paying me attention. He's flirting with me. And, okay, you know what? Cool. Let, let, let's go do this. And w- listen, we're all guys here. Every man has slain a few dragons in his day, right? <laughs> all right. I'm not going gonna, gonna to say I haven't. And so she probably regrets it, but it it's going to follow her. I've seen some for, of your dragons. Eric, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, wow. was that it, the was that the fat waitress? <laughs> <laughs> the we, we'll we'll tell some stories when we're off. <laughs> but but don't you feel for Monica? So you mess around I, with this guy, I, and he's the president, and and that's all you are for the rest of your life. Oh, Lewinsky, mm-hmm. her 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 her. I, I do feel for her. Yeah, yeah all honesty. I, mean, I, think, I think she, she was, I think she was the victim, but I give her credit. She's smart enough to keep the evidence. So when they sit there and tried to deny it. She's like, go DNA she's also <laughs> She's also made light of it, though, too. She has. Like, like, have you well, seen what, that, what are you going to do? Have you seen that tweet do? that she responded oh, oh, yeah, to yeah. recently yeah. and stuff that like that? That was good humor about funny. it. That was brilliant. That was funny. Brilliant. I can't remember what it was, but it was funny. It was like basically <clears throat> like uh, look eyes looking up. It was like, what have you done that is like, I don't know. The worst affected your career. Yeah. Some, some shit. Like, <laughs> I don't looking, know. Eyes looking up. Yeah, it was some emotion. eyeballs like, ooh, you know, kind of thing. Like, uh, like you know, just uh, that's all you can do. Have a sense I, that's of all. That's it, all you can you know? do. But man, it, and then you know, everybody looks at oh, Bill Clinton getting the blood. It just laughs it off. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel that I, I'm not one to, to cry sexism. But I do feel there was uh, certainly a, a a good bit of that in just the way that that whole scenario was portrayed through the media. Well, let's, if you want to talk about sexism, though, something that's that's often spoken about in in this sort of term it would be if it was a if it was a female president and a male intern, would you feel bad for him? Man with Hillary, hell no. yes, I'm gonna feel bad for that poor guy. Not Hillary oh, per Lord. se, but like 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 any any female president. And if it was a male intern, are we talking about would you Kamala feel, Harris or are we if, talking just about just anybody? If it was a female president, like put if it was Tulsi Gabbard, oh, I would a, not feel bad. And it was a male intern. No, nope. would you feel bad for him? Absolutely not. Of course, not Tulsi Gabbard. Of course, e- e- eating the first box. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> what about AOC? Uh, oh god, uh, that's a. You know what? Even, I, even imagining her as president for the sake of this exercise is terrifying. That's true. <laughs> She's horrible, horrible person, but she is good looking. The, the squad. <laughs> you think? The squad. The squad. The squad. See, that's the, that's the thing. Like stuff like that. The the squad. I mean, you see these you see these folks out there, and the things that they're saying. You're just like it's. You're clearly so full of shit. I mean the the grandma in Puerto Rico with her house, you oh, know, being swept Jesus. away, and Matt Walsh, I think, raised. Thousands and thousands of dollars, and yeah. he said, "Oh no, 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 we, no, we don't want that we, money. We don't want that money." Like yeah. people raise, you know, real fucking cash to go out and, and help her. It's uh, it, speaking <clears throat> of the, of the squad, Ilian Omar. She of the some people did some things on September 11th. That one, she. <sighs> I, I think about her life history that we know. She was a refugee from Somalia. Mm-hmm. This is war torn Somalia, Black Hawk Down era. Where did where did she land? She landed right here. In our wonderful country, yep. who helped her, who gave her opportunities, and look, she's an, a, a public elected official. And how does she show her appreciation and thanks by, by demeaning the entire nation are. as racist and evil and bigoted and 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 it's just like, well, you know, you got to wonder what's going on upstairs. Right. How, how does one plus one plus one <clears throat> equal? Pork to, to this lady. It's just so outrageous. It does not make any sense at all. Uh, you know, here's a country that gave me the fact my that family. You chose pork. I, I'm just. I, I, it's I, probably the most I, insensitive I, thing you could have chosen, or whatever. I, I just try to pick something completely outlandish that doesn't make any sense. But is this White Muslim? Conclusion that this is the a Muslim. Pe- Muslims do not eat pork. Is that right? Yes, yeah. and I probably in my uh, split second could have chosen something different. 
Thanks for calling me out, Nick. <laughs> anyway, I like, like, where's, all the, right. where's the appreciation? Where's the like, hey, you oh, know what? Out, man. Put, we, we've got some stuff we got to clean up. It ain't, it ain't perfect <laughs> over here. But where's that vibe? Yeah. You'll have Jihadi yeah. Dick come after you for that's, saying that. Jihadi Dick. Nick. Man, if that ain't no, a band Nick. name, Jihadi, by the time Jihadi this sportscast is over, something's wrong. Jihadi Dick. Jihadi oh. Dick. <laughs> I'm going to Photoshop that, put a little Jihadi hat on you. And <laughs> that's, that's a terrible send idea. It. I'm going to send it to Joe. Don't send it to me. I'd believe you if I'd believe you if I thought for a second that you would actually get on social media and like download a picture. I mean, I have a computer. Yeah, and I can I Photoshop. You are you gonna are you gonna let everybody know your Twitter handle yet? Uh, No, No. Facebook's still not yet. On algorithm, there (laughs) anonymous showed up on this. I'm afraid to see what. I'm not gonna friend you because all that might come. Out. <laughs> right? right? I don't. I don't have any friends. Well, that's the thing. I don't have any friends. So for the past few episodes that Reed's been on, I've been trying to un- unlock his Twitter handle because he he's on there, but nobody knows who he is. Oh, I don't know. I caught it once because Master you didn't catch I, anything. <laughs> well, no, because when I I, I I went to the uh, recommended friends, and it recommended some weird name. You can go. You, you can say it. There you go. It's all right. all right. We got it. Um, and it recommended some weird name, and I, and I and I was like, "Hey, man, I think I saw." You, and I said it, and you were like, mm, "I don't." <laughs> you didn't uh, say it. I, I asked think, you not to. I well, no, I didn't say it on the hey, show, and I don't remember what, what, what it is. Didn't he say? I don't know. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> damn it, Gumby! I'm Gumby, damn it! No, I just like to go on there and troll. Yeah, know? I like to. Piss off some some people. That's what we need more trolls on Twitter. Thank <laughs> you, Reed. Yeah, we, we, love, we love trolling the Facebook feeds and the city commission meetings. Yeah. Well, oh you know what? I don't God. find your I'll post, hit them up. I'll hit them up. Which I do see. I don't find them tro- uh, as trolling at all. I never see n- any foul language from you. I don't nope. even see uh, grammar uh, punctuation mistakes from you, Nathan. Like you're on point, and I think that's why they hate you. Because you just hit them with the facts. How bad? How bad does it get for you? Like when you're when you're sitting there laying out some facts, just speaking some truths. Your your inbox has got to be shit. No, actually, people through the city that I don't even know come up to me and high five me. Really? And, you know, wow. public. Good. And, uh, the real people. After all, no, it's like there's people don't even know. All. Like, hey, thank me. I mean, I was walking into um, Fresh Market the other day, right? Yeah. And this dude was on his phone talking, walking in. He put his phone down. He's like, hey, man, you're so-and-so. I just want to tell you what a great... I mean, he was on the phone, stopped what he was doing, and and just engaged in a conversation with me. And he's like, I see you on, on, on the meetings, and you're holding them accountable. And yeah. That's got to feel man. good, I though. see it, too. I yeah. see... And, and thank you. Yeah. The, the, I mean, you're a, on behalf you're a lawyer. On of, of us. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And, we, and we don't really have this problem over the county commission. County commission, don't get me wrong. I mean, we're going to agree politically, no. Mm. But at least... They're civil. You can have a discussion with them. Um, they at least listen to people, what we have to say. They may not agree, but, you know, one of, one of the issues you brought up, this, you know, racial equity and some of this other issue, you know, city commission has articulated that we all need to be woke and that they care about equity and racial injustice, and they also care about renewable energy. Well, they tried to dump their solar project way out there in Archer that gets no benefit from it. And those people, once again, showed up at the city commission yesterday afternoon. And they asked not once, not twice, but three times to have this item 
<clears throat> which was the last item on the afternoon agenda, moved up to the beginning of the agenda because 20 of them were sitting in a room and the mayor refused to do it. And he had the audacity to say it was a late I- added item. And so I had the opportunity to speak because they, they kept trying to adopt an agenda and they spent about an hour trying to adopt an agenda and it failed like three times. And I went up there and said, Mayor Poe, with all due respect, I said, what is it about these people that causes you to treat them with such blatant disrespect? Is it because they're African-American property owners? Ooh. And, and so that time they actually got up and spoke. Good. And there were some words that, you know, we won't say here on the podcast that got bleed it out but you can hear them audibly on the city commission mm-hmm. video ultimately it got moved to the beginning item of the agenda but basically he had he had tried to claim it was a late added item i said mayor poe that's false i can't believe you, you would lie to everyone in this room but that's sort of what happens yeah, nowadays yeah, is yeah. that it it, it it for whatever reason we're not so much interested in the truth it's just we allow people to say you know oh no yeah. it, it's, a, it's a late edition and people just Oh, it's a late edition. Well, they get, it's a late edition, you <laughs> racist bigot. But three, like, three, stop three, arguing. Three, three people called me and said, I'm, "We're glad that you called him out and fact checked him on that." Yeah. I said, "Mayor Poe, I know, I, I'm happy to go pull up the transcript if you think right. what I'm saying is not true, but you know it's true. Yeah. So don't sit there and tell those people that this isn't the last item because it was late added when you knew it was going to be on the agenda because you told Jerry to bring it back in three weeks. But but he's still going to hold on to it. No, he didn't. He came, he, he tried to cut me off and say, "Well, we're not talking about that right now." I said. No, we're talking about how you just lied to everyone in this room, and I will go on to speak about the GRU rate increases. But you know, it, it's just that they like, they they like to get <laughs> the last. They've been bringing it. They, they, they like to get the last word, and that's the problem. If we had a debate, I would slaughter them. I would eviscerate them. Mm-hmm. But you can't win when you only get that's three minutes. Figuratively, people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's hard. It's hard it's, to win. You, it's hard. Somebody's head exploded. It, it's confident. It's, no, we ought to have celebrity death matches. You know, it'd be all like like Beavis and Butt. Oh, it was the sh- oh yeah, man, those that? were the good old days. I love Beavis and Butt. Like, hey, <laughs> let's let's change everything right. up. You talked about living in Seattle in the nineties. True. Let's we did mention go that. there. Let's, we did mention let's do that. that. I, miss, I miss grunge, unfortunately. You did, but, but I, I, I came in the post grunge era. But oh, was, damn it! But you were there for. There was still a lot going on. The ghost of Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Did you? Did you go to his uh, his house before they tore it down? No, nah, but we went to uh, they tore we, that fucker we, down. We, we went to a, a a bar that was in Madison Madison Park down there, real close to his house. That was um, after coed flag foot. We had a Gator coed flag football team out there. We played under the Space Needle where Pearl Jam used to play, and under the That's awesome. Memorial Stadium. So it's a good place to live out there. I mean, back in the day, now it's a dump. I mean, there's yeah. like Seattle. Um, uh, downtown Seattle was thriving. We get off work, you know. I worked at uh, Boeing Field, um, and then we'd go park by the um, by the stadium, and then either go to the baseball game or walk down to, to Queen Anne, and you know, go on a walkabout, have beers, and I guess that bar that was called Romper Room that was MTV did that special on, and then that that other show they did out there, they did two two shows in Seattle. Um, was Ken Griffey Jr. your yep. favorite baseball player? Uh, he was good until he, he kind of flaked out, and then I think it became kind of Ishiro. Ishiro was pretty Ishiro good. Ishiro, badass. Yeah, yeah. Ishiro was badass. What about well, Edgar, Edgar Martinez? Ed, Edgar was good, but I think he came, he went to, uh, did he end up going to um, Chicago, right? Chicago or Miami for a while, right? I think Chicago uh, at least. Yeah, I'm a Yankees fan, and I was hoping Edgar, you weren't going to say Yankees because that's good. Tino Martinez. Yeah, Ed, Edgar was good. We liked Edgar. We liked. I like Tino Martinez. Um, yeah, had you awesome. saw the Kingdom and, and get imploded. Oh, we watched that. Right we watched that from the oh, wow. was Amazon's headquarters at the time. 
Hmm. He used to be the the VA. So who are the big uh, musical acts out of Seattle in the the, uh, the just as grunge had had fallen off because Soundgarden had broken up by Soundgarden that point. broken up. Um, you know, Lane Staley had you had, but even tour. even yeah, then, yeah, like yeah. in the late nineties, yeah, I mean, yeah. they were still signing pretty much. I mean, if you were playing guitar in a bar in Seattle, they were they were putting you on some kind of a president stage, of the you know? United, United States, States of America right yeah. there, and then you had um, you they're know, from Seattle yeah, yeah. Damn. and so is uh, what's his name Sir Mix-a-Lot mm. Posse's on Broadway Baby Got Back I like <laughs> big, big butts <laughs> I cannot lie <laughs> but um, yeah so they Allison Chains yes man yeah and uh, so I mean there wasn't uh, you know I came in 97 so that was post grunge I would have loved to live there like 93, 94, 95 that would have been yeah. awesome yeah, that place would have been rocking yep but everyone was so chill. Like, like <clears throat> I'd moved from from UF, graduated engineering degree, went to go build nuclear submarines. You know, got my MBA, uh, went out to Seattle, and so you regret. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just really casually. Slid Hold that on, one man. In there. You don't get to just say nuclear submarines. Yeah. And, you know, like gloss over like it's. Yeah. We're talking about bagging groceries. So you went. You went to UF. Yeah. And then you went to Seattle to build submarines. No, I went to UF, graduated <laughs> engineering degree. I went to Connecticut to build nuclear submarines for okay. five years. You went to Connecticut? Yeah. Tell me about that. I froze my ass off, man. We had like 100, 100, 120. So I moved there, in the mid, uh, graduated in December, and uh, started my job, I think, January 6th. And we had um, either that year or the year after. January. 100, 100, yeah, I was going to say 100, January 6th. That's probably 120 inches of snow on the ground, oh. on the coast one year. And I, I had one time I had um, – I'm a Honda that I brought up there, and I had a, a Toyota 4Runner, but then I had a uh, convertible Mustang, and I remember one time it was snowing in the beginning of May, and I was driving down at a 45-degree angle trying to get traction <laughs> in that thing. But So then I moved out to Seattle. And, what was your job? Uh, to uh, What was your job? Uh, I was a nuclear project engineer, so we did all the... Uh, the stuff classified stuff in the back of the server. Oh yeah, well, well, I was a server uh, at Calico Jacks. Right. So, so. <laughs> I knew the classified yeah. word was going to come yeah, up yeah. soon. So, um, so I, I, I had the dis- the privilege of helping to start a nuclear reactor for the first time nice. on the uh, USS Santa Fe. What does is, that uh, feel like oh, to to start well, a nuclear reactor? Like well, you're, I mean, I was just you know we did the calculations and we did the the reactor operator was the one that called the. I mean, we didn't get to. We get check valves, so we didn't touch anything, obviously. But the, 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 you had the ship's crew, and then you had the shipbuilding crew, and that was you know us, and we were a nuclear test. So we uh, were working with the um, physicists that designed the reactor, and then you know to do all the checks, the safety valve checks, and everything else. And then we were in the room when the uh, reactor operator called the reactor critical, which means you know it's self-sustaining reaction yep. at the same Good to time. Go. And then we did the power range testing, which you can't get into, but ultimately you take it up to you know, full power, and you scram the reactor, which is you you drop the rods and wow. basically see what happens. And so that's real cool, um, real cool experience to be able to do that. I mean, Nathan is the smartest guy on the show. Oh, <laughs> come on, hands down. Come on, that ever, that was ever, evident, period, but, right there. You know, what's really cool is is you know I can I can say that uh, it's probably one of the, me and this other guy. We wanted to go in the reactor compartment before they sealed it off for the testing. So. Yeah. So we we basically were standing right on top of uh, the reactor, and then walked out, shut the doors, and and you ain't going in there anymore after that. Without, That's wow. without, Chernobyl, without, the elephant's foot. Yeah, without uh, without. Uh, so you guys were the last people ever in there. 
Well, I mean, you can I mean, go in, that you can go in there. But I mean, we were in there with just dosimetry and gotcha. not, not any protective. Right. You know, because there was no radiation at so that point. So before, like, yeah, yeah. the last people that are going to walk in there just, just nonchalant. Just a, That's well, awesome. If you don't get in there nonchalant, you have to have clearance and have a reason to be in there. But we, we, uh, we asked permission. They don't right. let people like you in there. Well, Nick. of course. No, that, of that's course. cool as shit, man. We, that's we, cool as we, shit. We were granted permission to go into a reactor compartment. And, that's and amazing. after that, once that door was sealed... Uh, you ain't you ain't going in there unless you've got uh, a good reason and and full 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 radiation gear radiation gear after that you don't want to go in, put, put it this way once that thing's operational you don't want to go in there if you don't have to right <laughs> but it's it's inherently safe and i mean that's the navy uh has, has done a great job of its nuclear fleet they just commissioned um up at uh, my former company the hyman rickover who was the uh, father of uh, nuclear Navy Propulsion, Admiral Rickover, and they mm. just commissioned a submarine named after him a couple days ago, I think July 2nd, um, August 2nd, maybe it's August 2nd, I guess, I don't know, whatever day it was, but uh, it's good to see a, another sub named after him and um, you know, did a lot for our nation. So did that, great experience. Uh, that was one of the cool things got to do. and, and they. Uh, so you go from working nuclear subs in Connecticut yeah. to Seattle. Yeah, to build airplanes for Boeing. To build airplanes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what kind of what kind of I mean? I did uh, any kind of in particular propulsion on the uh, Boeing triple seven, and then customer service. I don't know the, what that is. Is that a shot? What what is that? Uh, so that's a world's <laughs> world's best airplane. It huh? should be. <laughs> it's world's best airplane, huh? but um, yeah. So uh, that's awesome. Twin engine, wide body. Um, pretty pretty awesome uh, plane. So I did that, and uh, you know, got the opportunity to live in Seattle, and the difference between Seattle and Connecticut, Connecticut's like real stuffy. So if you didn't grow up there, you're always an outsider, and you, you you know you hang out with the people you grow up with, and they're just kind of I don't know. Guys like insider Biden. versus outsider. Yeah, I mean you don't get me wrong. You can make friends, and, right? But, but they're just they're just I would say not as open friendly as yeah. we are in the South. You they're not they're not as real. Well, they can be real, but they're just I don't know clickish. I don't know, but. Bottom yeah. line is you go out to Seattle and they're like, favorite saying out there was like, um, uh, right on, you know? And then like, everyone's like, I remember one time, you know, friends like, Hey, we're having a party come and, and you get up and it was in Queen Anne and on the roof they had this hot tub and everyone just jumped in the hot tub. And I mean, it was like some of the coolest parties I've ever seen were in Seattle. We went to this one party one time in West Seattle and it was, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe towards, um, summer you know because it rains most of the year from from october to to july it's pouring like crazy summer's really nice out there so we went to this party in west seattle and we walked into this house man and they had like literally red shag carpet from the 1970s in this it. house i, mean, I was, love it it was it was like i grew up in a trailer it, with red it, shag carpeting was, i swear to god was, i bet you it was the same role it was stepping back in time love it, it. was pretty cool so it was pretty hip good vibe everyone friendly you know everyone kind of like um like uh what's the what's the term they use for them hipster mm-hmm. pre i mean real hipster not these imposters in gainesville so so that sounds great how come you're here i like well what what yeah, how do you how Florida? do you go from building planes and building nuclear subs to coming back and hanging out in oh, gainesville florida boy man i miss yeah. the beach hell yeah miss the, miss the heat yeah and, you know florida native so you know you can get opportunity to come back and uh you know 
do a different career, make a bigger salary. You got to do what's right for you, you know? Sure. Now, where are you? Were you born here in Gainesville? Or? No, I was born in uh, Central, uh, actually born in Charlotte, North Carolina, but, um, you know, moved to Florida when I was like three months old. So, mm-hmm. and where were you raised? Uh, Central Florida. Yep. Sanford, Lake Mary. All right. Oh, okay. Just, just above Orlando. Yeah. I'm familiar. No, if you guys from Sanford, the, uh, who were the, Sander, Sander and, uh, Whitney. Remember my old neighbors? Nope. You know Sanford, Sanford used to be a great place to grow up, man. It was yeah. like, uh, its claim to fame was, um, one time was the celery capital of the world, had a, you know, Navy base there that shut down, became an airport. And I don't know, it was just a really great town to, to grow up in, had legal, little league baseball and, you know, sense of community, sense of patriotism. You don't have that anymore. You definitely don't have it in Gainesville. It's hard to find now. Yeah, these, it's these hard to find. Gainesville are a bunch of damn anarchists. Yeah. No, I, hold on. Let's be real clear because I'm in Gainesville and I'm not an anarchist. All right. And, well, you and, know and what I'm, I mean. I'm a patriot. But we and I don't real, hang out but, with anarchists and people who are not patriots. But, but there live, are some good people right here. There are, but we, in we, live out in the bur- we live out in the burbs. We don't live down there in the, the, the cult of uh, socialism downtown mm-hmm. Gainesville. I, I get. I, I get what you're saying. You know, you're not and that's the problem is 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 Gainesville's become a city where, you know, the white Gainesville white liberal elite tend to think that they're more qualified to tell people how to think, what's best for them, and how we all should live our lives. And I think that's what's frustrating to me is that these people lack you know, of I'm, liberty. I'm 54 years old. I don't need Lauren Poe telling me how to think. Exactly. And he doesn't have the education to tell me what to think. I would rather people just fuck off. <laughs> Leave us alone. Leave like, alone. Like I don't. I don't need people telling me. You know this, that, and the other thing. I mean, we it's can like, like Pink Floyd. Hey, teacher, leave yeah. those kids leave alone. Those kids yeah. Right. That song resonates in my head when I hear all these. They don't stories. play Pink Floyd too much anymore. I don't hear that on the radio. Really? Anymore. Did yeah. you Did you see the people in there was a there was a protest I think London, and and people were in the streets singing. Another brick in the wall. It was nice. I mean, I'll tell you, it was pretty cool. It was it was amazing. That's what Gainesville needs. It needs a planetarium show with with Pink Floyd. Yes, yes, right. Don't they have a light show at Santa Fe? uh, The planetarium there? Maybe one. I don't know. I grew up doing that down in uh, Fort Myers. Yeah, Yeah. there was a big planetarium down there. We all did. Yeah, that that was a big deal. And then Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, kids would go down and they would. Take some illicit substances and and go lay and watch the we'd we'd pay for you know one show and lay in there watch the laser light yep, shows the for lasers, hours. The little green laser. Yep. They do Pink Floyd. <laughs> they do Led Zeppelin. Yep. Oh, it was great. We need more of that. We definitely do. All all the good bands are dying off. Man, had uh, Dusty Hill from <sighs> ZZ Top. Rest in peace, Dusty. And you know what? Is that Nick? No, it's not me, bastard. <laughs> so they they've done shows since he passed away, yeah. and I was like, "Whoa, that's not cool," because they've been around since the late '60s. But I found out that Dusty Hill had gotten a hold of Billy Gibbons and was like, "Listen, you can't stop." I guess their roadie's name was Earl or whatever his name was, Eugene. He's he'll hold the bottom end down. You got to go. And and I find that incredibly inspiring. That this guy knew he was on the way out, and yep. he got his bandmates together yep. and said, "Hey, 
you gotta keep going. And they got this little yeah. ad on the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Right I saw those images. Yeah, nice that's amazing, yeah. though. I mean, how long have those guys been at it? Well, since 1969. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that, and they were. It's one of the longest really running they, acts they, in America. They, or in, they got in Billy the world, Gibbons you know? was one of Jimi Hendrix's favorite guitarists. Yeah. That's a true story. Wow. Billy Gibbons had a band at Texas called Moving Sidewalks, who managed to somehow open some shows for Jimi Hendrix. And of course, Billy Gibbons is way into the deep blues. Which that's Hendrix, his, yeah. his genesis, a Seattle boy Seattle right boy. there, yep. and uh, and yep, yeah, Seattle Billy boy. Gibbons was looked up to by Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix, and come on, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, Hendrix thought I was oh shit. If I, if that was me, <laughs> I would have a T-shirt made. I I would not shut up about it. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, thought I was good. Thought I was suckers. Awesome. Ah. I just remember the the uh, '80s videos. Actually, it was on. Uh, Facebook or something the other night and it flashed up on videos like uh, Give Me All Your Love In and Sharp oh, Dressed yeah. Man. Legs. That legs. Yeah, that little car. I remember with the, with Sharp the, Dressed the, Man. The, I remember watching that for with, the first the time. Three, three girls that come out of that uh, Ford Coupe. Oh, was remember those furry guitars that yeah. they would Yes, yeah. and they'd spin them. Yeah. Oh, it was... throw, throw in the ZZ Top key. Legendary. Yeah. Legendary, man. We don't have that shit no more. No. We need some cheap I mean, what, what's gone. coming out nowadays that you're going to be Fuck like, oh, yeah, I that's going to be out. That's going to be around 40 years from now. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like, you think Billie Eilish is going to be the next Stevie You know what, Nicks? Fuck no. I will say that um, there are a couple bands that I do, do, I do actually what do you really got? like. What do you got? Royal Blood. You've mentioned them before. They're good. The Royal Blood, their new album is phenomenal yeah and it's only a two-piece band <clears throat> these guys are really good they're coming out of i don't know europe uk whatever but these guys they really rock they, they, Royal they, they hold it down so go listen to it and and let us know what you think about it and we'll let reed know if we're if we need to be like these guys are shit terrible so if you pick uh pick five bands you know whether current or from the past that, that you want to see if you could go see and tell me who they are well now hold uh, on I need five, to five of them I oh need, no i need to understand more about your question oh god are we saying bands that maybe have passed on yeah oh yeah, okay yeah, so yeah. it's wide open five yeah, wide bands. Open, yeah oh i i can jump in right away i know you can I, i'm sure do you have a laminated list <laughs> so i want to see i've got the new order set list for maui <laughs> i want to see ozzy osbourne on the Diary of a Madman tour. Biting the bat? And that, that exact tour, Nathan, when he had Randy Rhodes on lead guitar. Who died right by my... Close in by Leesburg. My oh, yeah. Lord. Leesburg, yeah. yeah. He's, my, he's my favorite favorite guitarist. I, I play guitar. He's he's my favorite. So that... that I wish I could play guitar. That particular tour... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because they were on the grand stage. They had both albums out. That's that's what I would like to see. I, I have to see the Beatles. Now, I, I got oh, to see... Oh, I can't stand them. You know why? What? You know why? Because my, my <laughs> fucking... Whoa, 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 whoa. Time, 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 I had the privilege to go into... What did you say? Whoa, 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 whoa. Pre-COVID, oh, pre-COVID, shit. right before COVID hit the shit, I had the privilege of being on the Maiden Crossing uh, Virgin Voyages cruise ship, the Scarlet Lady, but it left from Liverpool. So we went to that, what is it, that famous beetle the, the, cave? The tavern, the tavern. The tavern. Yeah, we went down. We got in there free because my, my oh, uh, girlfriend careful, was crew Nathan. and whatever. So whatever, so... Let me tell you why I don't like the Beatles, okay? Please. Because my effing roommate in college, my freshman year, was addicted to those people and played that shit 24-7 
all day for a whole freaking year. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna back Nathan up here. On, your on your something. roommate sounds cool. No, I, I'm, I'm gonna nice. I'm gonna back yeah. Nathan up on something here. I knew in in it was probably ninety. Three ninety four ninety five around the time I started hanging out and you know riding around in cars with friends and shit. I also had a couple friends that were not just Beatles fans, Addicts. but like it was the only thing they would listen to. Yeah. Like it was almost obsessive. It's like breakfast with the Beatles every each Saturday one of those RUF guys. Like one of them, I don't I don't know where he ended up. And actually, it's a guy named Doug Wright. Went to school with him. He yeah. was born on the day John Lennon died. December 8th, 1980. Like, wow. the actual day. Not just, like, he didn't December just share 8, December 8th. Like, December 8th, 1980. This kid <laughs> was born. Nobody's ever heard from him since high school. Like, even guys who were, like, best friends with him. I've been like, hey, man, whatever happened to Doug? Hmm. Nobody knows. So, I don't know. Doug no, Wright, I, if, you, I, if you're listening. <laughs> I like, I mean, I, so, so to your point, I had bootleg... Sergeant Pepper's mm-hmm. track tape that dates me back in the day when you could go to this I don't know this store that wasn't a legitimate music store it's like a head shop and it had all these eight track tapes yep. you could buy for a buck and Those so we got that but Sergeant Pepper but I, I like Paul McCartney or whatever but just my roommate God he was yeah. like obsessed with this and it's just like I just like I can't anymore I just yep. like it's like chalk yeah. nails on a chalkboard so anyway good group well known but when you get indoctrinated to that yeah. you know I was like well oh, that's how these guys were yeah. and the other fr- you remember you remember uh remember the the know-it-all guy Jesse yeah I was not gonna say his name but sure uh gigantic <laughs> be like and and I remember friends being like listen man you need to listen to some other shit like it was like that level it the, was, the thing is is, is there and then, and then we can move on like they're Output is so varied. It yep. could be like just almost punk rockish, just stripped down two guitars, bass, drums, vocals go to this elaborate soundscapes that they yeah. themselves not only created but pioneered and influenced others. So I got the Beatles. I got Ozzy. I got I got fucking Ozzy with Randy, of course. I'm gonna go with G and R in like 1988. Oh, yeah. Still Steven Adler yeah. behind the kit. Yep. Still Lizzie Stratton on, on rhythm guitar. I've seen Pantera numerous times. I'm gonna see them again because yeah. they're badass. Uh, and I'm I'm talking like Far Beyond Driven, Great Southern Trend Kill, Ooh. and uh, maybe maybe Zeppelin in the early '70s. Yeah. So that's that's right off the top of my head. All right, what about you? Who you got? Me? All right, so uh, definitely uh, used to hate them at the time, but I'd love to have seen the Doors because yeah. I mean I think the the, ra- the range the, ra- the range of singing. I mean, like I say, I I can't sing to save my life. But if I got drunk, I think I could do some karaoke of Jim Morrison and, and pull it off. All right, careful, you know. So, so <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm, tell I'm, the story. I'm like, I'm like, careful, like, like, like in the doors, <laughs> like in the doors, a whole bunch. Um, oh. I, I think. Uh, um, we'll see. I love the Cure. Okay, I love All Robert right. Smith. I've seen him in concert uh, in Connecticut, Fort Lauderdale. I mean, the Connecticut West Palm, uh, Miami, and Honolulu, Hawaii, and he rocks. The Cure rocks. Um, Let's see. What else do I like? I'd probably like to see Hendrix. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's H- a great H- Hendrix, call. Hendrix would be good. Would love to have seen Prince in concert. I was oh, four yeah. back in high school. Yeah. I didn't get to see him. So what's that? One, two, three, four. Um, and uh, I don't know. I've seen Skinner. Um, seen the Outlaws are good. Um, 
seen 38 special. They're good. But, we're going to um, see Skinner uh, here in November. We're, yeah. we're going to see the guys who call themselves Skinner. Still That's Skinner. exactly right. Yeah, That's so right. I probably I'll probably go with you as Zeppelin and old yeah. school Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. I want to see him like in the early 70s when Paige had been turned on to the Gibson Les Paul by Joe Walsh. Oh, Joe Walsh wrote rocks. Oh, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, him, I'm, him and Don Don Felder hit in, hit in Hotel California in the solo. Gainesville, Florida yeah. born right there. Yeah. Don Felder wrote a great book. Well, my teacher, my teacher's son um, from aerospace engineering. So his dad was my professor, but Bernie Ledin, so I got a signed CD from Bernie. There and I know go. him and him, him and uh, Don were real tight in high school. That's awesome. So, Reed, well, you're up, bud. What about you guys? Okay, well, well uh, you know, uh, sir makes a lot. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Uh, Britney Spears. John Bottom is awesome. <laughs> so Britney, my yeah. number one is yeah. Led Zeppelin. Zip. The mighty Zip. For sure. They're three for three. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see Pink Floyd. Mm. I mean, that's my number two. Mm. That should Definitely. have been on my list. But. Pink Floyd, number one on my books. Um, I would like to see Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they were awesome. They were badass. Um. I've never seen, and I know they're still out, but my um, God, oh, he, never seen them. Come to Rockville, they're gonna be there, baby. Are they? Yes, they will be Dude, there for sure. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah, you incredible. gotta go. Their new drummer's incredible. I think he is incredible. He is. I've heard him. Yes. <laughs> What's that? Three. Three. Up to four. Four. Th- th- four. Whatever. Name one or two. Uh, Surprises. Jeez, uh, the Who. Oh yeah, yeah that'd good. be dope. That's good. Peter Peter Townsend. Uh, very very a very drum heavy line. It, it is. I mean, that's all right. I got. Wait, wait, right. Wait, wait, we missed Rush. If we're going that drum was, heavy. Hold on. Now I've seen Rush. I know, but, mm. man, but you see him again, man. I, I picked Pantera. I, I was gonna say I, I would love to see Rush again. Like Rush. I never saw Rush, but that guy would inspired me perfect. to all. And I mean, he he was he was badass. Huh. I mean, yeah, and and he brought so much out on me, like out of me. That guy was fucking. That's what it's about, right there. Mm-hmm. Rush was like no, no bullshit rock, man. They were just jammed. Yeah, yeah, very creative. Yeah, Neil Peart. Yeah. I remember going to see him, and uh, it inspired me to just go back and play better. I saw this kid in Seattle, like they have Salmon Fests, and so you know it's like a little boost in October, and we walked by, and I'm like, that's Rush playing. It was this 12 year old kid, man, doing like Neil Peart doing uh, what was it? Um, is it Tom Sawyer or, or the, uh, yeah, I guess Tom Sawyer, or whatever, the ones who got the... The, the big uh, roles in yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's Tom Sawyer. And I mean, this kid was just, dr- I don't know how they do it, man. It's like, because Neil Peart's like, you watch the videos of the dude. It's insane. Like, I don't know it's how insane. they emulate that. I mean... That's Ask this guy. I don't know. You're, you're <laughs> I, I can't do it. Reed is a, a, a very it, talented He, he couldn't do it right now, maybe. But <laughs> I, I can play uh, Tom Sawyer, but really? I'd fuck up a little bit. Probably. Probably wouldn't even know it. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, but yeah. How about you? Mine, my, you know, mine would be pretty simple. I, mine, are, mine are more like around time frames, though. Like, I would love to see. The Doors is my number one as well. Um, I'm gigantic Jim Morrison fan and always have been but I would love to see them late like LA woman time frame in like a small blues bar and like whiskey. you know middle of nowhere drinking a fucking shot of whiskey and a beer and just hearing that bluesy just dirty gritty you know Morrison Hotel shit I would yeah. love that yeah. uh Janis Joplin, yep. Monterey Pop era, yep. you know, like the the early Janis when she was playing with Big Brother and the Holding Company and stuff. I, 
I think that was at her best. Floyd, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Dark Side. Yep. You know, and I and something always struck me was really cool about uh, Dark Side. I heard David Gilmore talking about it one day, and he said how cool it w- must have been for people to experience that. Like if he could go back and experience a record for the first time, you know, just hearing it. Well, he, let he me tell you a little anecdote about that. So I said I'm a big Beatles guy. Hulu has this thing with Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin on. I've been watching some of that. It's great for those of you who like the Beatles, which is everybody. But uh, <laughs> McCartney talks about the fact that Pink Floyd were recording Dark Side of the Moon. They recorded at, at Abbey Road Studios yeah. There, yeah. there in London. And so he was recording in one room, and the engineers, he explained, were interchangeable. They'd go work on this project, then work on his project, and they would keep coming back to Paul fucking McCartney. Say, Paul, you, you th- this is cool what you're doing, pal, but uh, you got to check this out. <laughs> and, and he was into it, but yeah. Paul loved it. I'd also, I'd love to hear, I'd love to see Zepp in like full blown like arena rock days, yes. you know, just Led Zeppelin that, four for four, yes, baby. Yes, Led Zeppelin, they're the kings, man. And uh, and the last one would probably be Queen um, in the same same sort of time frame, you know, those like Live Aid kind of shit. Like, I want to see them when they're just just larger than just life, kicking you know? ass and. Uh, so that would be that would be it for me. I, I saw Zoso was a Led Zeppelin tribute band. I saw him twenty years ago. I guess it was now. Wow, um, at the Florida Theater, and they blew me away because it was, I mean, it was as close to seeing Led Zeppelin live yep. as I'm ever gonna get. And here's a bunch of guys up on stage, and they can pull it off. I mean, the look. The, the sound, everything. They nailed it. Yep. And uh, that was pretty amazing, you know, for, for somebody like me who loves music and obviously loves that time frame of music. Yeah. Let, uh, let's uh, real quick go cool. around. Nirvana best, would be my ultimate. Oh, though, Nirvana, Nirvana but, would be good know. too. I, I was, I'll say real quick, I, I took uh, Hannah to uh, her middle school meet the teacher and I'm like looking at these uh, middle school students and I'm thinking, I wonder, because I remember being that age and there were people wearing door shirts and we wore yeah. Zeppelin shirts. Well, I wonder who I'm going to see these kids uh, representing today that were big back. I saw several Nirvana shirts. Yeah. yeah. All I, about, see yeah. I see them today. Yeah. yeah. And I miss another Seattle band, too. Candlebox is good. Candlebox. Uh, I love Candlebox. Uh, yeah. I saw yeah, we them on to, their first tour. Yeah, and we got to see them at Rockville. Yep. Yeah. Kevin Martin still got ago. the pipes. Awesome. Yeah. Still yep. got the pipes. Best show you ever saw. Live show. Oh. Wow! Yeah, I'm hitting. Oh, We're going there. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm date my because I, I I was poor in high school, so I went same. To, I went to rich high school, so I didn't get to. So now, like, if I wanted to go see someone, I'd hop on the damn plane at spur of moment. Like, we went to Hawaii, my girlfriend and I, for a vacation. And while we we're there, I'm like, shit, new orders here. And I wanted to see them in California the year before, but I, the work conflicted. And I'm like, I'm coming back a week later to see new order. So I had front row seats for new order, got the set list from Bernard. Um, but the best show I, I, live, oh, man. I, well, new order really wasn't that good in concert. Um, they're like a Technica man. Um, Duran Duran was pretty good in Hollywood, yeah. right. um, even though they're old. Uh, but uh, and then I saw uh, Depeche Mode, but they didn't play any of the old stuff because they don't have the vocal range. I saw the Santa Barbara amphitheater. But I, I would have mm. to say the Cure, Cure, yeah, Cure rocks. And 
Robert Smith just likes doing what he does when he's older than dirty. He looks like think, he's ready I for the grave. I think Foo Fighters show. Foo Fighters, yes, man. but I haven't seen them live. But Foo Fighters, I, we um, that shit moved me to tears, we, we, man. We were, I ain't even gonna we lie. Were in, we were in Athens Whew. and they had played like two or three days after we left, and I watched a video that had a video concert of it. I'm like, holy crap, man! We should have stayed for this. <laughs> When, so, I, when I saw them at Rockville, it, it literally it was a moving experience. Yeah. I mean, because I had, I grew up watching Dave Grohl play drums for Nirvana. Nirvana you know, right? I mean, I grew up uh, putting my guitar on and you know standing there like I was you know fronting <laughs> you know Nirvana yeah. with Dave Grohl behind. Just you know, so seeing them live all these years later, yeah. I was surprised at how how moved I really he's was. Very, he's very talented because you know? like I yeah. said, I was watching that Unplugged video and Kurt Cobain's coming unglued because they're an hour late but when they start playing a song and girls back there just drumming all calm, he's the only one that's not bent out mm-hmm. of shape, you know, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was so, um, um, was it when he could go from versatile yeah. and, and could go from instrument to instrument because I, I don't have any musical inclination. I tried to play trombone. I suck. I probably, I'd love to play guitar but I, I probably couldn't but um, anyway, so follow-up question yeah. for you guys. Best Overall, most diverse musician. All right, and I'll start. You want me to start? Mm. Oh, okay. I'm going with Prince, man. Prince, oh, well, Prince that, all right. Rumor. So conversation over, because because you never told me who your best band was. Or is it is it Rush? No, my best band was um, best live show. Live show. Best live show. Mm. I, I mean, I had a. I had was, a, I was good. I had was, a. I had a great answer wham. for this. <laughs> no, not fucking Wham. I don't even know who Wham is. I was gonna say, oh, dude, was dude, it Tom but... Petty? Yeah, I see. I saw him at uh, Bonnaroo. That, that's a good one. I saw Tom, Tom Petty, Petty was awesome, and and he was super old, but man, yep. they blew me away. They cool. blew me away at Bonnaroo. Yep. Now, now, Joe, Joe has seen a shit ton of bands live in their prime. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, and. So, to get your like best live, that that that, that kind of says a little something. Like, so lay it on me. All right, I'm I'm going to give you the best show because yeah. a show is an experience, right? Okay. And I'm going to put it in context. It's going to be the very first uh, national touring Ozfest tours. Ozfest '97. God damn, damn, that's old. <laughs> was it yep. 77, '77? This was actually in 1997. You were so rocking old, young. Yes, you old, were rocking yes. young. Ozfest, Ozfest. Now, yeah, Ozfest is, didn't start till the '90s. But, so here's the thing. Now we go to festivals and, and like Lollapalooza was right. the other day was in the news. We're going to rock. What we talking about? Back in the day. Festivals weren't really a thing. Like mm-hmm. you would, there would be the headliner, they'd have an opener or two, and that was your concert, and it was cool, and everybody was happy. Lollapalooza came out in the '90s, and that kind of changed the game a little bit. The story goes, and I know, I know this. I, I read about it. Ozzy wanted to play it. They said, "No, you can't. We don't like you." So he's like, "Fuck you guys. I'm gonna do my own <laughs> tour." Ozfest. Yep. So check out this lineup. All right. First of all, they had two stages. So on the 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 first stage, they had bands like that are are not popular now, but back in the day, like bands like Vision of Disorder were just slaying it on on the stage. Uh, they had Typo Negative. They had Machine Head. Pantera was there, but the high and, and I love Pantera. Those picks that I caught from Dimebag mm-hmm. were at this show. So then Ozzy came out and did a solo set of all his great hits, Bark at the Moon, Crazy Train, all yep. the good stuff. And then took a little break 
and came out with Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Tony Iommi, Geezer <sighs> Butler. Had Mike Borden on the drums then. Damn. But, but it was just like, and I, I'm there in the, the front row singing Sweet Leaf and Snowblind, and, and it was, that was, that was, that was pretty much, I would, if I have to say, that's got to be the best. Yeah. That would be the best. That makes yeah. sense. I, yeah, so I did go. I was blessed. I was playing guitar since I was very young. My friends didn't have any money. I lived in a trailer, single mom. Didn't have it, but somehow I got people to get me into these shows, and I would go <laughs> to the shows, and I, and I am blessed. I, ha- I didn't get to see everybody, but I got to see a lot. And Of course, so many are no longer with us, so you, you don't have the Well, and it was funny because, you know, all these years you went to all these shows and then stopped for a long time, and then... Uh, a couple years back, I started going to Rockville up in Jacksonville, and a couple of years, it was like five years, four years, five years ago. I started going and uh, told Joe, "Man, you got to come check this out." He's walking around the first the first year he came. He's walking around like, like, oh my god, where has this been? Like it was it was oh, yeah. hilarious to see. And uh, uh, well, the, the it's, it's like an old uh, friend. It, it really was. Yeah. Uh, like the sun is just. M- murdering you, you down then you've got the volume just literally like <laughs> moving you you're you're drunk you're on a bunch of people you're smelling the earth being burnt uh and I, it was like i'm home but where where have i yeah. been I, yeah. I have returned home so something cool about it yeah man music is good for the soul you're gonna tell them about the doors thing okay let me tell you about the doors thing so nick is a big <laughs> doors fan the biggest the biggest in 2002 at the uh, Flavette Field, there was a, a free concert, uh, several good bands, but the headliner was Robbie Krieger, the guitarist from The Doors. Right. He was there with his solo band. He had his son, Waylon Krieger, Waylon play, play, Krieger. <laughs> playing bass and attempting to sing these classic Doors songs. And Robbie was, you know, dude, he was up there in like his sweatpants and stuff. He was, he gave no fucks, but he was, had his S, Gibson SG, just playing the songs. And I was like, Nick, because we were in a band then, right? And Nick can sing so well. I said, Nick, you need to get up there and, and sing a song or two with Robbie Krieger. Man, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm like, Nick, you, you, you were I was born nervous. for this. You were I born was for this. We knew a chick backstage. Yeah. It was set up. Oh. It was It was like... Hey, hey, hey! Can he? Can my fella get up and, and do a jam with you? And I'm sure he would have. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Nick, hit, hit him with the verse. Nick would have dropped the verse. Okay, yeah, you can come do a song, and we're telling a different story today. But that's oh. not what happened. That's not what happened Did at you all. Checking out, Nick. I 100% checking out. I was like, I was like, I don't know, God man. God damn it, Nick. I did. I did. Uh, he he would have owned it too. I did. Well, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, Nick at what was like 21, maybe. Sure. 21, 22. Like that guy was a little bit of a pussy. See me now. <laughs> <It's like Warren laughs> uh, me now. Okay to I'm gonna get right up in there, too. and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna sling my arm around Robbie Krieger, and we're gonna rock out, and we're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna That's croon right. some blues. Gonna be a baller, man. However, I'm 40. That was 20 years. 20 years has done a lot to uh, adjust my attitude. Yeah. So I hear you. Given the opportunity now in his uh, very frail state from the pictures I see on uh, the Doors Facebook page, um, I don't I don't think he's getting out touring much. But, man, if he was, I'd, I'd, I'd get up there now. But 
back you might then. Not take you up on it, after you, oh, you miss man. that opportunity. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's just a, a life lesson. We all have those moments in our lives where we should have done something. Get up there and take the shot. And, and isn't it. it true that the the deepest regrets we have in life aren't the things you did, but it's the things you didn't do? Yep. yep. And uh, anyway, that's you true. You know, it didn't come up in terms of band was Metallica. I thought one of y'all would have picked up Metallica in there. <sighs> so. So I I love Metallica. Yeah. Grew up listening to them. They're almost so ubiqui- ubiquitous. Yes, thank you. Uh, and we are going to see them in a, a few months. I've yeah. seen them. I've seen them several times. They're awesome. I, I saw them back uh, several times in the nineties. They're great. I, I I don't. I can't say anything negative against them. But top five, I don't. I, I would pick some other choices. Oh yeah, that's all. yeah. yeah that's I mean, all. if you really yeah. think about the the wealth of music and and, and whatnot that that we have been privy okay. to with the generations that we've grown up with, I mean, there's so much. And I mean, I'm sure that there's some people out there in that generation that Metallica is just their diehard favorite. But uh, man, with with bands like Zepp and Floyd and yeah. you know, yeah, it's it's hard to put them. They don't I mean, make you the can't cut, put yeah. them on. The top yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. If, if I could see Metallica in like 1986 on Master Puppet Store with Cliff Burton still yeah. on bass guitar, that 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 I would love to do that. Um, I was too young to be able to see Cliff Burton. Do you think they would have gone a different route if if, if Cliff would have? Cliff was um, he, he had significant influence and brought a lot of the composition and classical musicianship to the band. So yes, yeah. they, they would be different. Wow. You know who I get to see is really kind of cool. Blast from the past is uh, I get to see a Marshall Tucker band in nice. Uh, Can't Macon, you see? Macon, yeah. Nice. Actually, the only ones left is that old guy, and he plays a tambourine. And so I got a video on my phone, and he's going to hand the tambourine. I'm like right there, and he's, uh, he handed it to the girl right next to me. Right on. Yeah. I've I've said this a couple times. One of the one of the surprise acts that I mean they 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 were great. The Spin Doctors. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, little I saw miss, them at a miss, fair. Uh, what's it? Little Miss uh, fa- uh, Can't be wrong. Can't be wrong. Yeah. Two princes. I saw them princes, at a yeah. county fair down in, in uh, Tampa or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was Jacksonville. Because yeah. uh, the next day I saw Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Which amazing show. But that just goes to show you, I've seen some pretty damn amazing shows when I can't even put Stapleton in. There. Hey, I'm gonna throw out a crazy show. I got to see right here in Gainesville. It's a little over 20 years ago. Willie Nelson. What? Willie Nelson played where Brick City uh, used to be. Uh, They recently tore it down, Brick City Music Hall. He played the parking lot. He played the parking lot. And, of course, I told you I was part of it. I didn't have tickets, but I went and I stood out. I had better seats, a better vantage point than people who had paid lots of money to go inside the roped-off parking lot. I could see Nothing about that surprises me, Jason. Oh, oh, man. Nothing. And Knowing was, you, nothing like that. <laughs> nothing about that statement shocks me at all. It was, uh, it was great. I've seen the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, yeah, Little Jimmy Dirt Dickens. Yeah. Yeah. How about the Outlaws? Have you seen them? No, but I, I have not seen them. But I have seen Ricky Metlock, mm. who now plays guitar with Leonard Skinner. Yep. So that doesn't count. Maybe I don't know. He, he was the, he was the guy for the Outlaws. He was their singer, their oh, song. Ghost Riders in the Sky. That's a good song. Green Grass. And then Molly Hatchet too. Oh yeah. First time I was ever in a professional recording studio. Banner Thomas, the bass player for Molly Hatchet, was our producer. Rest in peace, Banner. Cool man. Florida has some good bands. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Hatchet, Skinner, Outlaws, Tom Holidays. Petty. <clears throat> Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Can't go wrong with it, man. Half of the Eagles. Oh, yeah. So, well, there's a book, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before, called Music Everywhere. Um, and it, it details 
Gainesville music and all of the great music that has come out of this. We were talking about Bernie Leadon, Don Felder, yep. Stephen Stills, yep. Holidays. Ho- I mean, of course, ho- Holidays. <laughs> a lot of the Fest guys, Less Than Jake, Against Me. Uh, so much great yeah. music has come out of Gainesville. And, of course, Tom Petty. The Allman Brothers used to yep. get, come down to Lippa Music. And uh, Mar- Mar- Marty, Marty Gerard wrote this book, Music Everywhere. If anyone out there is interested in the history of Gainesville music, that's the book for you. It's eye-opening, eye-opening. So I met, I met this guy who was working at uh, Ace Hardware. He used to be from Lippin, but I think his name's Buster or something. That That's right? Buster Lippin. Yeah. He's the yeah. owner. Yeah. Wow. And he was, he was telling me how he used to talk to Don and Tom you know, all the Tom time. Tom used to work there. there. Yeah, all the time. God you should damn. get that guy on the podcast. Yeah. That's the best idea I've heard from you in a while. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I don't Anything? think he's still working at that ace, but otherwise, I'd he, ask he him. can't be hard to track now. Yeah, but he, he'd be a That's great person. Idea. Give you all his love for the music, you know. Heck yeah, and he's all connected with that whole local scene back in the day. Well, yeah, I, I bet I, he's got some stories. Well, I read sure. in, in the book how the Allman Brothers would show up, and and this is back when those dirty hippies playing that rock and roll. You know, I'm talking like late 60s and they needed a PA and Buster would be like, okay, well, you can have this one. Just come pay me some money when you can. Nothing yeah. signed. No, just yeah. just eyeball to eyeball. But that's the man. thing. But, but that's the thing. Those guys would come back oh, and pay they, too. Loyal, yeah. You know? Loyal lifetime. I, I mean, the reason that that shit's not around anymore is because the people stopped coming back and paying. That's why. Yes, sir. You know, just take advantage of people's generosity. Yep. Yeah. We got, uh, we got about 20 minutes we're about an hour and 40 in. Wow. Um, this is a long podcast. This yeah, is a man. fucking long podcast. Yeah. We just we just we just turn it on and let it flow, but after about 2 hours it gets tricky with the uploading and yeah. you know File size. all the other stuff. File size, there you go. So, I let's let's steer back because we just have a little bit left into politics. If there's people out there listening uh, that want to get involved in Gainesville politics, it, it may be not even involved in the, the politics, but just want to, they want their voices to be heard and want to be represented. What would you, rec- Nathan, recommend that people do? Engage. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's a constitutional right to vote. And, um, you know, a lot of um, our elected officials in Gainesville, unfortunately, claim they're elected by a mandate. But in reality, they're elected by anywhere from three to seven percent of registered voters in the city of Gainesville. That's how these folks get elected because right. no one else votes. So when you have a turnout of 13% in a city election, citywide, only 6% of the registered voters are electing these idiots. But do you think people are getting to a point where they've had enough? Yeah, I think and well, they're, and they're well, fed up. Is and that they, all I, that I, there I, is? I would, have thought, I would have thought that they would, there would be such outrage towards, you know, they're causing great financial harm to low-income households, to hardworking Gainesville families, to businesses, I thought that the outrage would kick in. But there's only a 13 percent voter turnout. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. regular. Yeah, that's regular. And so 13? now, now they're th- now they claim gerrymandering by moving it to the fall that it'll increase turnout. Duh. But I think people have become apathetic. And you know, Gainesville didn't used to be a progressive liberal town. When I went here in undergrad in the late 80s, I remember it being a normal town. Now it's see, a shit show. See, wait a second. Hang on. I'm gonna I want to make this point because as you're saying that it, it just jumped in there. Have you ever noticed how it's never? Oh, this was a conservative town. It was. It's either liberal or it's normal. Normal. 
Have you noticed that? That yeah. those are generally the two descriptions that people use to describe when when we're talking in the regards that we are. It's never. Oh, it's very. Cons- it, it, no, it's it's either liberal or normal. It seems. Yeah, no, it's normal, and it just went off 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 the rails. I mean, it's 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 weird because I don't. You know, That's I was funny. when I was in college. I mean, I was pretty conservative, but really wasn't too involved in local government i kept depressed with what's going on but i didn't see the craziness i see when i'm reading the alligator or, right. or the gainesville sun today i mean gainesville sun's like an instrumentality of city hall i mean there's no objective the gainesville right. sun is just ridiculous there's one good reporter though john henderson i'm, I'm giving him a shout out john henderson come on the show yeah, yeah well he should he let's might. talk john he might <laughs> reach out but he's the only email says, like that i am not a dick yeah <laughs> 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 but but you know the Gazel Sun's gone. Uh, it's like in a death spiral right now. I mean they they pedal subscriptions for ninety nine cents for six months, and I don't know if I wrap fish in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, well, you know what it frustrates me, and I I can't even say frustrates because it's just a sign of the time. Newspapers have have you know they disappeared a while ago. What I but I have seen the Gainesville Sun. And it's just national story on top of national story. Cindy Swerko, they, they have a few reporters that will put a few, a few local stories, but that's it. And if you buy the Ocala Star Blunder, oh, excuse me, banner, it's like, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the yeah. exact same thing. Well, print, print media has been decimated. And I mean, the games Sun back in the day. I mean, you know, undergrad, I got my news from the Alligator. And I mean, yeah. back then there was some in-depth reporting i, I remember mean, reading the alley it was it was oh, a fantastic was, newspaper uh, back yeah in the day. they did they did some really good reporting back in the day but even they've been decimated so uh, you know tv 20 does a pretty good job cbs4 do a good job Gainesville sun limping along but that's the problem is the media is not here to help keep the politicians accountable anymore yeah so while they catch the heat but, I, I think people are just apathetic i don't understand why because to me that's the fun of of being a journalism, a journalist is, is breaking the story, you know, holding people accountable, holding feet to the fire. That to me is the whole point. Tribalism. It's tribalism. Just going along. Like what the hell's the point in that? Yeah, you, if you want to do that, you know, know, just go sell ice cream or something on the freaking street corner. We don't have Woodward and Bur- Bernstein anymore. Any. <sighs> I mean, no one, no one wants to get, get in the trench and go do some investigative reporting and, well, break those stories and you see the same reports that i see you know 88 percent of reporters are registered democrats so it's almost like a club and if they feel you out and you're not part of the club you're not going to advance you're not going to be permitted to stick around and your perspective is eliminated entirely because you're not following the party line so at some point the echo chamber effect comes into play and you learn quick oh if i'm going to stick around I better play ball. If I'm going to advance, I really better play ball. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of yeah. what we're seeing. And that's why you give John Henderson credit. I mean, because typically some of the other reporters of, you know, over the past year, two years, only reports what the city commission says. They don't mm-hmm. take what the public's saying and, and compare and contrast. And that's a sign of a good reporter is having objective both sides of the issue and having quotes. From so both I'm a sides. big fan of the Alachua Chronicle. Right. Yeah. Jennifer Cabrera. Jennifer big Cabrera. shout out, Jennifer. That's Even right. Lens editorials are awesome. They're great. But, but uh, John has quoted me, um, you know, in two of his uh, two of his last stories. I mean, mm. even today on the uh, the mandatory vaccination of um, city employees, including our dedicated law enforcement officers that don't want it. They're strong opposition for collective bargaining units to, to being forced to take a uh, 
experimental vaccine. And that's what's ironic. I saw a meme today is what happened to my body, my choice. Right. You know, these, these weren't we doing that just last year? Right, right, right. That was a big thing. Yeah. yeah. So I got a pretty good quote that, you know, that, you know, it should be, a, 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 you know, getting the COVID-19 vaccination should be a personal health choice. And right. I made a well-informed decision. I, I decided because I wanted to travel internationally that I got vaccinated and, and I had yeah. some, some very unusual, non-typical side effects of the second really? shot mm-hmm. yeah I, I thought i had like appendicitis symptoms for for about four what days. Uh, brand did you get if you don't mind I, me asking. i got pfizer right i got i got and, moderna yeah i, I wanted to get moderna and and because it had the higher mrna but uh before going to the gym and knowing i pulled a muscle yeah. i would have sworn I, I i'd had appendicitis huh. I was told that my arm was going to turn into a magnet, and, uh, and that didn't happen much to my disappointment. No, I, I didn't have any. I had, you know, my arm was sore, but, I mean, yeah. you know, this happens with a flu shot. Um, the, the first night I'd gone from getting a shot down to the city commission meeting, and I'm like, why is my side sore? And, I, and Monday, so I got injected the second shot on a Wednesday. Monday night, I was at the gym. I was doing lats, and I knew I pulled a muscle or doing crunches or something. So Wednesday night, I'm at the city meeting, and I'm doing my side. I'm like, why is my side hurting? And I woke up the next morning, and I swore, I swore I had appendicitis. Mm. And then the next night, I lied down, and I had, like, chills for about five minutes right when I lied down, but none of the regular symptoms. But that side of mine hurt for, like, mm. four days. I, I, was, I had nothing. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. And But, uh, but I, think it, I, think it, I think it basically causes an inflammatory response on anything that it thinks is, you know, needs to be, um, you know, um, attacked, if you will. Yeah. And so I think with that, because I had, um, you know, some some mesh and abdominal and stuff like that. So all those areas where, you know, scar tissue or I thought I'd pulled a muscle were, were very sore. And I mean, like I said, I, I swore I would have had appendicitis. It hurt so bad. Yeah. <coughs> so. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, you you had a reason to take it. Yeah. You, know, you had a reason to take it. You thought you the, you felt the need to do it, then then do but it. But I think it's personal Absolutely. choice, just like masking. One hundred percent is, is, is <clears throat> if 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 wearing a mask makes you feel secure, by all means, wear a mask. Well, I, I just mean, but but don't mandate it. I but. just want people to again. It all comes back to common sense. I just want people to stop with the with the bullshit. Like like I'm, if you go and you get vaccinated, yep. you should be good. Yep. That's how it works. That's how it's always worked. But the narrative keeps changing. Is you're selfish yes. because vaccination doesn't stop infection now, apparently. Right. According to the narrative. So you're a super spreader, even though yeah. you've done the right thing by making a choice to get vaccinated with the experimental vaccine right. that has proven to be ineffective, but it's only approved for emergency use. Yeah. So it's not fully FDA approved, yeah. but yet they want to force city employees including our dedicated first responders to be injected and that's a personal choice in the meantime Which, our yeah. southern border is it's wide, wide open, open. Yep. people are coming in with covid being bused to swing states and uh it's the people who got the vaccine that's the problem sure it is sure yeah. it is it's weird man and that's what i keep saying this whole this whole i think probably the last year i mean throughout 2020 that's just been my biggest issue with everything is 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 the common sense aspect of it It, it's just dead it's it's like because the the left keeps wanting to perpetuate a state of fear and paranoia yes they want to continue to control people's life to tell people how how we should think what's best for us and how we should live our lives and it's become a control political mechanism but what really gets me here is what's missing from this discussion is you know 
the, the left and now the true story is starting to come out and even Biden and, and them are starting to acknowledge it. Uh, this what didn't come from a bat in a wet market. Yeah, I mean either they lost containment. Zuckerberg has entered the chat. Yeah, watch out. We might we might we might be putting Facebook timeout. Facebook. Time. I don't even know. But but, but, but bottom line is, we're, best case scenario, they lost containment in the lab, and it was accidental. Worst yeah. case scenario, because I don't I don't subscribe because I've read a lot of things and I sent. This, there's a denier that works for the county, and I sent them a copy of this report because they were like, "Tell me, oh, this was, you know, this was a bat." And I'm like, "That's the disclaimer." Nonsense. And this was this was a person that worked for both multiple administrations that was in security, national security, understood things. It's like this didn't come from a wet market in a bat. Yeah. And my my point is, I don't believe. So assuming they lost containment or it was intentional or whatever in Wuhan, I don't believe that you could have all these variants mutate naturally and infect the world i i'm almost the belief and i don't want, i'm not a conspiracy theory person by any means but i i'm almost just the me then just me but, <laughs> but, 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 but it's almost as if this was selectively released throughout the world yeah um and including variants to see what would happen well and that's the thing though with all but there's the, no accountability of the origin here well but when everybody's when everybody's you know when, when there's so many things that get called into question, the origin, you know, this, that, and the other, it, it's not so far out of the realm of possibility for somebody to believe that, oh, you know, I could, I could see maybe it has been intentionally done. Why don't you believe that uh, the, the COVID could, you know, mutate to other variants? I think it could, but from the research that I've seen is they're saying that this, this has markers that, are characteristic of of genetic engineering and bio warfare, and not not naturally occurring mutations. So, what's the end game? Why why would a uh, actor do that? Put that well, into I, th- the I think world? I think the term that you're using is denial of service, almost like an internet term or something, but or denial of function to see what would happen. I mean, I, I, again, it's not like they're releasing nerve gas. Can you help but, me with uh, the sources, though? Can can you? I'm just looking at published national articles. I mean, we'll never get. I mean, it's absurd to think we'll ever get answers out of a communist nation. Right. Okay, I, I understand this, this whole yeah. WHO. But I'm using my scientific background. I've got an aerospace engineering degree. I'm skeptical. No, I do I, the same I, thing. I, 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 look I look at, at the things. journal articles. As I, well. I look at things, and I'm just like the possibility that this came from a wet market in a bat and went through Wuhan. I mean, yeah. if it was Shanghai, if it was Hong Kong, if it was Tokyo. But I'm finding it hard to believe that everyone in the world went through Wuhan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, look at the John Stewart rant when he came on Colbert talking about like, hey, man, there's a coronavirus research facility right here. Like, shouldn't we be Colbert looking at that? Like you know? that. No, I mean, and, and for the most part, don't get me wrong. If you're that person, COVID can be lethal. And that's that's what's missing, for, I think, from the discussion. Mm-hmm. Assuming this was intentional or unintentional, there mm-hmm. needs to be accountability because look at the number of deaths globally from the pandemic and look at the economic harm from the pandemic yeah. and they still want to now shut us down with this second and third wave city right. commissions we've got football season look at the they, they continue to want to cause more economic harm yep. to Gainesville and Alachua County and, and these yeah. politicians need to stop and let people live yeah. their lives well and something I definitely want to make 
I want to put a real fine point in this because I know people that are out there telling people, you know, you need to do this. You need to, you have to, you should, you better fucking. Everybody's different. Everybody's circumstance is different. Yeah. My, my aunt, uh, was, she did not do anything to prepare for COVID. She, uh, is not in the best of health. Um, she got COVID. Yeah. And, and it can kill you. I mean, if you're the wrong person, it will kill you. Well, that's the thing. But that that that, my, that probability is is not ninety nine percent. Right, it's like three percent. Well, well, my my family was very worried. Like, oh man, she got COVID. She's probably gonna. She's probably not gonna make it. Yeah. Given her, given her her, her uh, history, you know, just bad heart, that sort of stuff. Yep. No symptoms. She's fine. Nothing ever. Passed it flying colors. Now, her husband, on the other hand, uh, he went and got the shot. He got he got, he got his vaccine. Yep. Um, because he was worried because he had health issues. Uh, then he got COVID, too. And he's dead. Yep. But he beat COVID. He was, re- he was getting ready to go home. Yeah. And then he died. And they, they, they go do an autopsy, and it's blood clots yeah, and all this stuff. And, and other, other things. And they're going, whoa, yeah. this wasn't here before. Why do, uh, now, I don't know if that's, you know, I'm not, and I'm not saying that that's, that's how it goes. That's not the story. That's, but that's, that's somebody's story. Yeah, well, it got to be COVID everything for a while. Every that affects COVID. everybody. Yeah, yeah. and so know. I had a friend in high school that's on Facebook, and he's a pretty vocal type of guy. Uh, and apparently he posted he was in ICU for 30 days today with COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't see him beating the chest like he was before. So, again, I think right. it's a very personal choice. Yeah. I, I made the choice because I looked at the scientific data. Mm-hmm. I want to travel internationally. They're going to make it probably a requirement. So I looked at, look, I could take this experimental. I don't know the long-term effects, but it shows at least near-term efficacy against mm-hmm. dying. So there's a trade-off. You've got the unknown side effects and, and long-term effects versus – if you catch COVID, you probably won't die. You'll probably have some symptoms. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you had Commissioner Sacco going back to the city commission yesterday um, on one of her rants again, telling people they're selfish if they don't take a, 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 a experimental vaccine. What, and I, who just, is this? This is the, the, uh, uh, the young commissioner that's got a law degree that, that acts like a petulant little teenager and decides to go on you know, rants oh, um, against okay. constituents gotcha. um, when she doesn't like what triggers her. Right. And in one case, because the police union and other represented bargaining units said that they they shouldn't, you know, my body, my choice, and, and we shouldn't be forced to put this into our bodies. She's like, you're selfish and, and you're deniers and you're going to kill people. Well, she sounds like a miserable bitch. Yeah. And uh, you think? email us. <laughs> miserable bitch. Miserable Put her in the subject line. I think you, I think you should invite her to the show. We should, you know what we should do? We should do a live podcast for the city commission meeting. I'll Take tell you Take over what. the media Dude. chamber. Everybody. Play by play. Anybody who wants to come on here and, 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 and talk about what's on their mind or what, they, what they're feeling, what they're... You're welcome. Could you Just imagine that? Your, cr- your credential media, by virtue of the podcast, you get to sit in the media room, and we should have a live broadcast from their media center of play-by-play at the city commission. How stupid they're being. Oh, my. That would be funny. We could drink, too. Oh, my. Because they have open container throughout the city. Oh, my. We're golden. That's right. We're they golden. do have open we container. Can bring, we could BYOB, broadcast live from City Hall, 
and just eviscerate Nathan, them. you really are a genius. You <laughs> are. That, that, you're a genius. The plan. That's and that's there the plan. are things that are that are happening to my body right now that are very exciting. <laughs> that's the plan. So. You're media credentialed. We can bring our own beverages. We can get shit-faced as we can do a play-by-play Could you imagine right if, in the parking lot. Could you lot. imagine if I showed up? With a with a with a with a wide open Hawaiian shirt and cut off jean shorts, claiming to be credentialed you media, are. they Your would podcast, lose. You got a logo. They'd lose their. Got mind. a logo. I Here love it. Thanks. You're legitimate. <laughs> You're legitimate, dude. Boom. That would Catch be the next baddest week. shit in the world. Catch us next week from the Gainesville City Commission. No, you've oh, got man, your own media booth. You can just broadcast live. Really? Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Just play tell me. Play? Just tell me where to go. Play by play. Because man, they might not let you talk, but I mean, you're in the, the room. if they if they're smart, but they you won't. can podcast. You can podcast, it. but the thing is, if you talked while you're in their media room, they probably say you're disturbing them. But you could do it from the hall. Well, I'll probably room. end up disturbing them. We'll set up. We'll set up <laughs> listen, we'll set up shop next to the security guard. He's cool. All right. We'll bring our beverages. Okay. We'll podcast because you got internet. The city gives you internet and whiskey, and and we'll just drink into oblivion. And and narrate how stupid these people are. I and I'm more, in. That and, sounds and, awesome. And I love people it. People to join us. I love it. Come join us. We'll have a block party. When, just like just remember radio uh, radio show hosts used to do that. Come Holy on down shit. and join we us. Could, we could set the PA up in the back of the truck. Yeah. We and we could just I'm, I'm, this, I'm uh, loving this. I've never been more excited about anything in my entire I life. I'm loving idea. this. I'm sorry this I didn't is... come up with this two hours ago. Me too. But this is a good idea. We need to put this plan in motion. No let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. Do you want to? Do you want to say anything? Any? Uh, is there? Is there any place? Uh, any? Any websites? Any you want to shout out? Any, no, any, you just, know? I just would encourage people to hold our elected officials accountable. We want good governance. Fiscal responsibility and and low taxes yeah. and low utility rates. So demand accountability. That's it. Liberty. Liberty. Justice. Liberty. American dream. That's right. Nathan, thank you very much for coming on, man. I hope Appreciate you it. I hope you come do it again. Oh, because well, this I'd is a blast. To. I'm probably a terrible guest. But, no, yeah. you're you're fantastic. Awesome. Uh, come I'd, back I'd anytime. Love to be part of the show. It's anytime. So I'm uh, the quiet one. Reed, you got anything to say? Reed's no. like any, Jimmy any parting me, words of wisdom? Yellowstone. Uh, yeah. Liberty. <laughs> Liberty. <laughs> That's about it. Liberty. I love liberty. Joseph, anything to say? I want to say thank you for everyone who is listening. If if you are local in Gainesville, this is a uh, – you've got to get involved. You can't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is it. What more do you want? They're telling your kids what they can wear at school, what they have to put into their bodies. They're raising your property taxes. They're raising your utility rates. They're pushing down your ability to live your life. You have to get involved. Don't forget the menstrual products in the men's room. That's right. No more menstrual products in the men's room. We've had it. God damn it. I don't know what just happened there. I like that idea. But uh, we... (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Crank this up. So I pushed the button, and it started midway through. But I don't care. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Portugal Podcast. There we go. Listen to that guitar. Oh. <laughs> here it comes. We're out of here. PortugalPod.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hit us up on all those spots. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and tell your friends about us. If you got an email, send us an email at porchmail, PortugalPod.com. Hey. And I respond as quick as I can. Joseph, Nathan, Reed. Ooh. Thank you very much again for coming down. We will see you next time. And I promise it won't be as long next time. Take care. Take care of your mental health. Bye-bye. You push me.
push me into the deep.